And this is the best show. Hi. I'm Jason Gore, otherwise known as Dudio. This is the New Jersey part, but we're going to go to L.A. shortly. We are going to go to L.A. shortly. Um, yeah. We're going to... Tom's going to have some great surprises on the show tonight. We are connected with L.A. We're just waiting for him to get into the studio. And then we're going to do a nice little toss-up. We'll do a nice little... What does a toss-up mean? To- toss-over. Toss-over. We're gonna ha- ha- it's a handover. It's a, a baton... No, it's... A, pass. Oh, what, like this is a marathon? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. It's a Tuesday night marathon. Okay, great. Yeah. It's the best show. 201-332-3484. Mike is already yelling at people on the phone, so that's how you talk to Mike. 201-332-3484. We will hear from Tom very soon. Best show. some music fill some time here what did we just hear there pat uh if we're back announcing we heard spray paint last track was friendly moving man at side a on a seven inch they put out on one two xu nice the great spray paint before that we heard your boy mike kroll yeah power chords little drama was a track great track on his latest merge records effort that is the album, fourth album by Mike Kroll, called Power Chords. Power Chords. Yeah, it's a good record. Yeah, a hell of a record. Great record. I think it's his best. Yeah. Um, before that, we heard uh, the latest from Guided by Voices from their new album, 
Warp and Woof. I think that's their second album, second double album this year. Another great album. Yeah. Cohesive Scoops. Really dig that record. It's crazy that you're saying second full, second double album second this, double. this year. I, Zeppelin Over China was a double album. I, I'm, I'm pretty positive. We're six months into 2019. I know. Yeah. Two double albums. Did you, so, go, did you go to that White Eagle show? I did not go to the White yeah. Eagle show. Um, the last time I saw them, they played at uh, the Celebrate Brooklyn uh, thing at uh, Industry City that they're doing again in September. I'm going to try to go to that one, too. Yeah, I, I, I have not seen them in a proper concert. Setting. Really? No. I You've saw, never seen GBV? I saw them uh, as a audience member of a television show. Which show? Uh, Conan. Oh, okay. still in New York. Yeah. What uh, what what lineup was that? What did they play? That was their last tour ever, using air quotes here. Okay, yeah, when it was like 2004 or something. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, it is the best show. We are waiting, uh, awaiting the uh, connection from LA to go live with uh, Tom uh, and some special guests or special guests tonight. Uh, but myself, Dudio, Pat's here. Mike is yelling at people in the other room. You can. Uh, Get yelled at. You can <laughs> two hundred one dead hug. You can bear that wrath at uh, uh, two hundred one three three two three four eight four. What'd you say, Mike? One line open. You can be. And as soon as it's full, guess what? He's coming in here. Apparently, there's some some jokers calling from a bar tonight, uh, giving Mike the business. Yeah, yeah. We got a. Uh, it's like a modern day tube bar. Yeah. Which actually, well, no, I won't say that. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> I was about. To well, you said it. Well, Are we going to have to edit this out? No, I, I'll explain why I bit my tongue later. Okay. Okay. How are things with you? Things are good. Um, good week so far. Good week so far? Yeah. And you're getting ready to go to San Fran. Yes. Which I found out... That, oops. Are you not supposed to say? No. It, it sounded like everything stopped when my headphones popped out. Oh, okay. I thought we, we released the secret. No. But uh, yeah, I'll be at Clusterfest... Uh, not nice. not performing, but hanging but out. But hanging out. Yes. Sometimes that's better than performing. You know. You know? Last year was a blast. Coming back for more. Uh, anyone going to Clusterfest, you can... You can find Pat Byrne. You can see me. You can see uh, the, the beautiful Mindy Tucker taking photographs. You're going to get points for that one. Yeah. That was a good one. Hey. Hey. And also, speaking of performing... That's right. Should we just plug it right we here? We should just plug it right here. Let's do it. July 7th. Pat and I are back in Brooklyn, New York. So it's come to this yes, Union Hall. Our Union Hall debut. Um, now, if you came to the previous Brooklyn show, yes. um, you know, there's going to be some changes in this show. For sure. There's going to be some uh, new stuff. I'm, also, ha- I'm happy to report they're gonna, there's going to be new stuff for me, too, as of this week. Yes. See? So there's going to be, it's not <laughs> even like you're seeing faith, the same right. show. Yeah. And there's going to be special guests. It's going to be a great time. It's Sunday, uh, July 7th. So it's come to this. 7-7. 7-7. You know, it's at the end of your July 4th weekend. Yeah. You long, can come long out. Weekend. We're going to have some really, really cool special guests. We have cool special guests. It's, it's the nightcap cool. of, yeah. of, of July 4th weekend. The Union coolest Hall. song in the world. Yes. Um, so it'll be a good time. And you never know who's going to show. <laughs> right. Who's going to show. So let's go ahead and uh, take some calls. Mike, you want to hop in here? Mike doesn't, <laughs> Mike doesn't want to do this. He's, that, that means we're He doesn't want to bear burning. the wrath of like, you know, people online saying, oh man, these fill-in shows are crap. These shows are crap. I Mike doesn't want to get the... There might know. be a tinge of that, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't want to get yelled at on a bulletin board. Okay. Who we got? 
Okay. All right. Thanks, Mike. Okay. So let's see who we got here. Best show. Hey, Tom. It's Ethan and West Philly. This is actually not Tom yet. This, this is, is not Jason Tom. and Pat. Hold on a second. Hey, is this studio? Yes, it's Dudio and Pat. This is Dudio and Pat, and Tom could pop in at any second. We're standing now. by for Mr. Sharplin wow. himself. Any second. So who is this Fantastic. again? This is Ethan in West Philly. Ethan in West Philly. What's going on tonight? Uh, not too much. I I got one for the topic. Uh, is there a topic? Is there open phones? I think it's open phones right now. So any topic goes. Okay. So if you have a topic, that's the topic for this moment. Okay. So uh custom topic tonight. Yeah, what is it, Ethan? Well, I thought maybe it was something about surprises based on the uh, Twitter post. So I was going to say how I was watching the movie Jacob's Ladder last night. Uh-huh. Um, I was surprised to see Jason Alexander in it. You know, I completely forgot he was in What did he play in that movie? He's a lawyer, and um, he's very similar to George. The character is just—he's kind of uh, anxious guy who lives at home. Angry. Yeah, you know, New York. Oh my God! Oh, good Lord! There it is. It. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Tom, I just want to say we've been doing this fill-in, and Mike would not join us. He wouldn't join you. He refused. He refused. Yeah, he's Come saying on, he's saying he's doing the phones, but he doesn't want to get yelled at about a fill-in show on uh, Facebook. That's really what this is all about, Tom. I, I feel like we should do a clean start with Tom uh, after. Well, what were you guys talking about? Well, we've got Ethan from uh, Philly right now on the hey, line. Tom. Hi, Ethan. How are you? I'm well. How are you tonight? I'm good. I'm good. Hey, Ethan, um, I'm in Los Angeles right now. Oh, fantastic. Any questions you want to ask me about that? Uh, well, I was wanted to recount uh, a movie viewing experience I had last night and also ask you a basketball-related question if I could. Sure. Okay, so last night for the first time I was watching the movie Jacob's Ladder. Great movie. And... Um, I was surprised to see see Jason Alexander in it. Why were you surprised? You knew he was an actor, right? That he I had never seen him in anything other than Seinfeld and Curb. You never saw Pretty Woman? Uh, It's a little before my time, to be honest. Sure. No, I understand that, too. Hey, what is your favorite? Beatles song. Uh, Julia. Oh, cool. Well, that's one that was before your time, too. So, you were not born when that was written? Yeah, also, Jacob's Ladder was uh, made before I was born. Well, how old are you? 13? (laughs) I just had my bar mitzvah. No, I'm uh, 24. Okay. Well, happy birthday. What is the basketball question? Uh, I was watching the 30 for 30 Pistons Bad Boys. Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted to know if you've ever met Dennis Rodman, because he's so interesting to me. No, I did see him on the rooftop of a hotel out here uh, two years ago, though. He was 
in a bathing suit and he was in maybe the greatest shape I've ever seen any human in, in my entire life. What was he doing? Just walking around the pool. And you're sure it was Dennis Rodman? Yes, I'm sure it was Dennis Rodman. It's not hard to know what Dennis Rodman looks like. Was it All-Star Weekend? You and Dennis Rodman by the pool? <laughs> no, I was not hanging out with him. He walked by me. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't hand him a towel or anything? Well, I actually, yes, I did hand him a towel. I did. <laughs> I actually... And his back was wet, so I helped him with that a little bit, you know, because he's got very broad shoulders. And um, these towels were shockingly small, so I figured I'd pitch in. Dump this guy. Dumped. There he goes. Hey, so why don't we start the real show right now? Is that okay? Yeah. Do you, what do you want to you want to you, you do a, a theme again or? You played the. Did you play it already? Yeah, we're already in it. We don't have to. The okay. show's underway. Here we I want to welcome my first guest to the show. This guy is one of the top funny people in the whole biz. I'm telling you. They call him the man of a thousand and one <laughs> voices. It's James Adomian. Hi, how are Hi. you, Tom? I'm, it's good. It's I'm good. How are you? I'm, it, it's good. It's good. Well, first of all, I'm going to do this. Uh oh. Oh my God! He just he he just uh, greased my palm. That's for coming on the show. That's how we do it on the best show. You pay guests. Yeah, and if you want half of this Snickers almond, you just tell me. You just say the word. You don't even have to say the word. Just help yourself. Do I say the word Snickers? You just jump on in. Gimme. I'll take it. Yeah, go ahead. Um, First of all, let me thank everyone at Forever Dog for helping us out once again here in Los Angeles. We have Brett, right? Brett is out there. And Chelsea. Chelsea's out there. And you are, don't say it. You're two for two. Herbie. You're Herbie Herbie now. Do you want me on mic to deal with my shame? <laughs> sure. Come on, Herbie. Name shame. I could be Herbie for a second. May, uh, how about for the rest of the week? Ethan. I'll be Herbie. Claude. Did I make this little of an impression? No, you made a huge impression. Whoa. But what is your name again? Alec. Well, your name's not making it's much not of good. an impression. You need a name that matches you. I was just complaining about my Herbie. name Herbie. That matches your persona. You're a Herbie. Thanks. Okay, Alex, yeah, I'll be Herbie. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Is Love having you in the studio. WKRP in Cincinnati. Was Herb. there a Herbie character there? There was a Herb Tarlick. Herb. He worked in sales, though. <laughs> Remember, he wore the leisure suits. Mm-hmm. So we have James Adomian on the show right now. And this guy is a part of the Forever Dog Network, from what I've been told. Yes. I'm a, a new young buck here at Forever Dog. You finally, with my podcast. You're throwing your hat in that podcast ring. Mm-hmm. What took you so long? I get that. <laughs> what your number? They finally your number came up now. <laughs> like, yeah, there was people don't like, know this. But yeah, in the podcasting industry, you have to take a number. Yeah, it's like the draft <laughs> when you got a high draft number. You register for the podcast selective service. 
Can you believe when you're that the draft? Imagine when the, when they were just like, hey, we're going to draft based on your birthday. And that people had to watch on television them drawing birthdays to say, like, the first people born on this day will be the first ones drafted. And they reach into a thing and they say, March 5th. Jesus and Christ. And people were sitting at home saying, like, oh, please don't say my birthday. I'm sure there were people saying at home, please say my birthday. Please don't Those say are that. a little scarier people. It would be great if they threw in a little uh, astrological reading, too. <laughs> like, March 5th. Pisces, known for yeah. clear thinking, yes. empathy. You will be wearing a backpack soon, as your as your uh. That's, that's your, you. yes, that's your the reading. Yeah, the reading is like, I see you marching a fair amount very <laughs> soon. So your podcast, James, is called Un. The underculture. The underculture. And you're only like six episodes in? Is that your... We just recorded the seventh one today. And who's on that? Who's the guest? Because they're guests, they're star-packed also. Right. Well, the guest is Elizabeth Warren. Well, I I got this footage sent to us where it's Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren doing a off-the-record interview. So it wasn't meant to be released, and we got it for the Mm -hmm. podcast. That's the premise that I hold to for about 30 minutes okay and then i have then it's a real guest that played elizabeth warren mm-hmm. alice wetterland oh she's also funny. on this network i know she does the star trek show mm-hmm. and she's very funny and, and her you, elizabeth warren was really great was it mm-hmm. your bernie sanders impression i want to say this guy i don't know if you know when they do that trump bernie thing he's that's not actually bernie sanders that's james adomian <laughs> Wearing a crazy man's wig. At some point, it might end up being a real Trump versus Bernie election. I Maybe that's a 20% chance. I don't know. That you are going to be. 40% chance. You're going to be. It'll be a good news, bad news thing for you because part of you will be rolling in it. Going, I told you. And they'll just be like, we can't book it enough. Right. The other part will be like. I think I'm losing my mind doing this, like wearing Bernie makeup. But for you... I already got there at a much lower level of demand. Oh, I'm sure you... Because... What percent of what? How many percentages? The top one percent of the top ten percent is a very small percentage. That number needs to change, in my view. And you, that was Bernie, right? You got me, Tom. I just want to make sure. I didn't think it was Trump. I'm not very political. (laughs) No. um, When you get political, that means somebody's off the deep end. What's that mean? I mean, like, when Tom Sharpling weighs in on politics, that means somebody out there is fucking up. There we go. It's a curse. Don't, we don't curse on this show. Oh, is this a radio program? No, it's not. But I've it. I still preserve the the rating as if it was. Damn. But that's exciting. Right now, the guy Mike who screens calls is probably doing a little dance. He Did loves. He do the seven can... second button. No, no, there's no button. That's why he likes it more. He likes. He calls it like the new. What do you call it, Mike? The new freedom. The new freedom. He loves when people curse. 
the uh, the Bernie Sanders thing. It's you and Anthony Atamanek. Mm-hmm. He plays Donald Trump. He's from the President Show. And the thing is, though, look, you're already losing your marbles doing this thing. <laughs> but at least you get to play like a good guy. Yes. What's what's his brand like now? We've talked about this a lot. Um, Tony, well, we were doing Trump versus Bernie 2015 into 2016 until it became like impossible to keep doing it in the summer of 2016. And then he had to keep doing Trump. Yes. I was like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> that was a fun I, little run for me. Let's file this job away as in the past. Yeah. And then Anthony has now basically just been forced into what is mm-hmm. now four years of playing Donald Trump. And he was never a Donald Trump impersonator. He <laughs> just started doing it because it was funny. And was and now it's his whole life. It's his whole life. That's how funny how things turn out that way, mm-hmm. where it's like, wait, is this going to be my whole thing now? Yeah. And then obviously when you're – Playing Donald Trump in that headspace, it's, uh, I don't know, psychically degrading. It <laughs> makes you, it puts you in the headspace of a evil lunatic. Yeah. And it, I guess Bernie's a good lunatic, so it's a slightly less annoying yeah. headspace. Ex- look, yeah, Bernie's a good lunatic. But <laughs> the big fear would be that you're softening a bad guy, Right. Sure. That's the worst version of it, where it's like, well, I think I, I like him more because of your impression. Well, a workaround on that is to just sort of block any of those people when you encounter them. Well, that's and fair. And say it's not worth having you as a fan. But, but <laughs> first of all, there's a sweetness to your Bernie Sanders impression. Oh, you were talking about Bernie? Or no, no, I was talking about oh. both of you. I'm okay. talking about, there's a sweetness to your Bernie Sanders impression because he already seems just like a right. su- sweet old goof. Right. But with the Trump thing. Cotton candy hair. <laughs> uh-huh. Pull off a wisp of my hair and let it melt in your mouth. <laughs> they call it candy floss in England. Isn't that the weirdest thing you've ever heard? I floss with my own hair fall. Candy floss. Would you like a candy floss? That was not Bernie now, right? He's not British. No, he does impressions. Oh, that's Bernie doing <laughs> who is he doing? He was doing his generic British guy. Okay. Oi. Right? Mm-hmm. You're the one that killed my brother. <laughs> Michael Caine. In My name is Inigo Montoya. <laughs> you killed my father. <laughs> Prepare to die. You, um, but with his, his Trump, and I, I know Anthony, I was lucky enough to work with him on the vampire program. Oh, yes. Cause they kept, he kept coming up to Toronto and. Um, what they do in the chatters. Yes. Or shall not be named. That's fine. It aired. It did it. Did what it done. Um, I just call it that vampire show. Um, the, um, but he found the thing on his Trump that is like, he's, you want it, you want to see more of it, but you're still disgusted by him. It's not like I, I've heard that Will Ferrell literally 
I heard he literally left SNL earlier than he wanted to because he did not want to do George W. Bush the way he was being done on SNL anymore. Well, I, I can't speak to it. I wasn't there. Well, I wasn't but, expecting a comment on that. <laughs> but, uh, but I do get that where you're like, this doesn't sound like a fun gig. <laughs> and I guess that he must have done the Broadway thing to kind of almost get to write the character for himself when he did the run on Broadway of George W. Bush. Mm-hmm. That was definitely a harder edged version of the, like a, it was a rougher version of the character. Um, yeah, I used to do George W. Bush when he was president in the second term of office. Uh, well, that's when people started to know about it. And I, so you started first term. Well, I was young. Yeah. I was doing it. I was doing Bush when I was like 23 Mm -hmm. and then he got reelected. And that's when I started doing it on uh, the late late show with Craig Ferguson and touring and stuff. Mm -hmm. And since what was that robot like? The robot shot. <laughs> with the mohawk. Uh, I, I don't know. I, that might have been after my run on the show. Okay. But boy, oh boy, yeah. Classic he doesn't television. have a show on Forever Dog, does I don't he? Think so. Yes. Herbie, does he? Does he have a show on Forever Dog? The robot with the mohawk from Craig Ferguson's someone, show. We'll try and get him on. If we stumble into that, someone should come in waving their arms. <laughs> yeah. And not sit by and let it happen. So. You started doing your your George W. Bush impression on yes. that. And for me, I mean, I had no <laughs> reputation to worry about, zero expectation of anything. So for me, there was nothing to do but just, as George W. Bush, have him blithely confess to war, war crimes and mm-hmm. uh, make jokes. And, like, you know, I, I had him tortured. You know, stuff that he would almost say but not quite. That was what mm-hmm. was so fun about it. Uh-huh. When you're playing a bad guy to me is just have them say the things that they're smart enough not to say. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. It's like it's like roast roasting as themselves. Yes, their self in their own skin and voice. The self-roast. It's a 4 a.m. confession into the mirror. Yes. And it's like you've taken their whole persona and rendered it not <laughs> theirs anymore. Now James Adomian, you are also on uh you're on this network with the un- oh. It's, it's oh. too good. It's too good to say it without rolling it around. I see the undertow. <laughs> that is something that you have to watch out for when we're doing the underculture oh, podcast. Okay. Is that there is an undertow? The undertow. And we have lifeguards set up. Gotcha. Um, seasonally. Okay. Sometimes people are listening in the winter or whatever. They have to listen with caution because gotcha. there is an undertow to the Okay. The underculture. And you have – you've had uh, my guy Brett Davis appeared on the show as – You claim him? I do. He's got his he, – he got his start on my show. He used Amazing. to call in as a high school student. I'm not joking. Was he, he a high school student? He was in high – no, he didn't call as a character. He was literally in ah. high school and started calling this show. Amazing. It's not that amazing when you think about it. Everybody's in high school. Well, some of us. But he made it. Not bragging. <laughs> yeah, I went to high school. Three years of it. Astounding. Um, it's pretty impressive. You should have seen me in high school. Oh, that was those were the days. Were you the big dog on campus? What do you think? Yes, I think obviously. Well, you would. You're wrong on that. 
uh, was not a good experience. I don't, I'm, I don't win all my predictions. Uh-huh. And at the end of the year, like uh-huh. a good editorial, uh, writer, I do a roundup of my predictions. So sure. I'll have to have that. Okay. My, you, you, I was wrong on that one. Confession. On the Forever Dog year end wrap up. <laughs> James Adomian's predictions. So. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. What was the first impression you did where you, in your life where you were just like, I can do an impression? Well, um, when I was a child. Yeah, even as a kid. Like, who's, who do you make fun of? A relative? Yes. Uh, family members, ads on TV, the newsman, uh-huh. uh, reading the news at night. I remember thinking how funny it was uh, that – People on the news spoke in a way that's clearly not the way normal people speak, and no one called them out on it. Uh huh. Um, as early as I can remember, at the age of three or something. Um, so, who was a relative you did an impression of that you remember? Oh, my grandfather had a very uh-huh. thick Detroit accent. Okay. So we would be like, "Get in the car." Well, and imagine <laughs> having, being an old man with me and my brother, little kids going around making fun of your accent. Mm-hmm. I made fun of my grandfather too with an uh-huh. impression. He'd be like, "You stinking bum!" Because he'd get mad. He would call everybody a stinking bum. He'd be like, "You stinking bum!" What's he? He sounded like two bar, like my grandfather. You know the two bar when they prank phone called. They're like, "Hey, is uh, alcoholic there?" And he's like, "Hold on a second, alcoholic." Oh, okay, uh, that, that sounded like my grandfather. He sounded like <laughs> that guy, Red. Two bars in Jersey City. That prank, somebody was pranking an old man in Jersey City with that. Was it the same old man every time? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Poor old Red. His name was Red. And the bar was called the Tube Bar because it was across the street from the path station. The Tube, the subway. Got it. So, you made fun of your grandfather. We both made fun of our respective grandfathers. I didn't make fun of your grandfather. Thank you. That's why I said respective. Um <laughs> Who's, what's the first one you did in front of people where you're like, I'm going to start doing this um, to make people I don't know laugh? Uh, I guess in school, I I was immediately sort of just like attracted like a magnet to making fun of teachers mm-hmm. um, because there's something – I've thought about it I, – I, I'm trying to – I was trying to wonder as an adult if um, – Weird people who are eccentric are attracted to becoming teachers, or if the occupation of teacher makes you into a weirdo. Uh-huh. <laughs> but there is some correlation, and yeah. they're standing in front. Maybe it's also just that they have to stand and talk in front of people, so they're gonna. Yeah. Your eccentricities are gonna come out that way. But that was that was uh, an audience. Like there's a shared audience, the class that knows that teacher, and so that was. I think like a lot of people who do impressions. I it was like um it was like a lion cub mm-hmm. <laughs> learning how to kill something. Yeah. <laughs> and just by swatting at it and playing and then 
and then you become a comedian instead of a lion. That's how you did it? Yeah. Imagine being a teacher, though. Like, now when you're an adult, you realize, like, what – they must have been in the hallway before walking into the, the first day just being like, I'm actually going to have to go in front of these kids and act like an authority figure. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm going to be made fun of. Yes. I know what it was like to be in that chair. Yeah. I now have to be the grown-up in front of these kids. I know I tremble my vowels. Like in the bathroom mirror, just being like, come on, you can do this. You can do this. Like the end of Boogie Nights. Yeah, and see. Hyping yourself up. And pulling. Hopefully not not that. Well, the full end of Boogie Nights. Well, it was my high school was like that. Where you were the big man on campus. No, this is all the teachers. I walked into the teacher's lounge one time and <laughs> I could do this, Jack. <laughs> I've got this, Jack. Now, who's the first celebrity you could do an impression of? James Adomian. That's a good Which question. is at James Adomian. Uh, at Jay Adomian. Jay Adomian. Who beat you to that? Well, it's shorter. Okay. That's when the ca- the characters counted. Now That's we've got right. so many we don't know what to do with them. I still try, not always, but sometimes. I try to stick to that old 140, old 140. character. That you have to guess because you just see the, the progress card go. Yeah, I still like uh-huh. if, I, if there's not a lot of nonsense that you have yeah. to say. Um, I, I still keep get it a, to the old fashioned 140. Mm, I, I, I still get a little irked when somebody starts doing like abbreviations mm-hmm. in a thing where it's like, come on, spread out. You got 280 to burn. Or say less. Tightening up here. <laughs> or say less. But you don't have to suddenly be like, like seriously doesn't have to be S-R-L-Y in a tweet. In a text, it's fine. Right. A tweet. Or in a legal document. Or in a legal document. <laughs> That's true. I would question that legal document. If it had, if like, first of all, any, if it said seriously in it, Section I might question, eight. even if it was written fully, it was like, seriously, guys. Section 18. Seriously, come on now. Yeah, seriously, this guy hit my car. <laughs> so, Jay Adomian at James Jay Adomian. So let's talk about that first impression. The letter J, not the name J. <laughs> well, I didn't think your name was Jay. J. Yeah, that would be you. Really got iced out of the best handles. You got beat. Yeah, you're just learning about social media right now. You're like. Which names are available? And OJ got real OJ 32, which is his football number, his uniform number. What did, do you have to kill to get that Twitter handle? Did you hear his, his little video he sent? He said, like, he was like, I'm, I'm on Twitter now, guys. I saw it and I'm like, why? Why did he? I guess it's just like, it would be like, um, it, it just like why, like why out of nowhere, no one's thought about him in so long. Mm-hmm. He shows up almost with like a trombone, like <laughs> unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Who told him to do that? Yeah, like it's 2019. Time for the juice to get on Twitter. <laughs> Of all the websites. Yeah. Twitter. The worst one. Well, I think it'd be worse if he was on LinkedIn. He should, I mean. He could be the king should, of LinkedIn. He should give in and just get on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Hey guys, it's OJ. I'm on LinkedIn. 
He's put my the- resume up. Uh, yeah. Formerly Avis uh, Car Rental. Yes. Actor. Is that the company? Formerly a, a police if, if squad. It, if it wasn't Avis, Avis wants people, like the other company wants you to think, Hertz wants you to think it was Avis. They're pushing him off. I think it was, a- yeah, OJ did Avis. No, 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 it was budget. <laughs> and let me say this about Los Angeles. Oh. This is a great city, obviously. You got to fix that airport bus thing taking to the car rental places. You don't even know what it's like because you live here. You gotta you pull your luggage off the carousel. I know what that's like. And you go out and you're sit standing on an island. You have to wait for a bus that says Enterprise on it. For example, not that I not this is not a product endorsement of Enterprise, even though I am a club member. Silver <laughs> Silver Circle. Um they don't listen to the show though to for it to matter. Well, I wish they would listen because I'd say you guys need more buses. <laughs> Stand out there for a half hour waiting for that bus to roll by. I don't like to wait for things. I also don't drive and have it for a while. I can rent a car, but I usually don't drive. So sometimes I just get a, a ride, a taxi or ride share home from mm-hmm. LAX. But you ever hitchhike? Uh, no, but never ever in your I life. I also you grew up. By the airport okay. here. Um, so here you grew up by the airport in LA. Yeah. So sometimes I walk, <laughs> I walk out of LAX and like uh-huh. go eat at one of the hotels that so, you just are familiar with. Yeah. And I feel like it's just me and a couple of like employees going on a lunch break that I ever have ever seen uh-huh. walking out of LAX. Uh huh. Yes. But you, you can. It's legal. That's the under culture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Airport. Yeah. Living around the airport, like living around the airport. That's right. Somebody's got to live there. I live, look, I had a friend check out New Jersey once and it was just like, it's just like, oh, look at this place, huh? And I'm like, yeah, I grew up five minutes from here. Please don't be that harsh about it. I spent a huge chunk of my life right where you're commenting as if it's like a garbage <laughs> pit. Um, And you're like, it was always like this. But I didn't see it that way. Maybe I just didn't realize it was kind of garbagey. Um, I, I see both sides of this New Jersey thing because in many ways it's a beautiful state and it doesn't never gets talked about. When the trees turn in the autumn, all the small mountains and hiking and all that. Yeah, man, it's called the Garden State. Yes, it's beautiful in many ways. It's the part of New Jersey that's next to New York that everyone screams yeah, they about, see, squeals about. They see between Newark Airport and the Holland Tunnel. Right. Um, where it looks like Blade Runner. I will say also that there is a unique, among yeah. the 50 states, uh-huh. the most sensitive is by far New Jersey to any mention of the state. <laughs> really? In, I've, Hold I've, on. I've seen people from New Jersey, and I know this is a New Jersey uh-huh. show, but I've seen people. Well, this is a, a worldwide show, James. Well, no, but I know that it's a, it's a um, hometown hero. Sure. New Jersey show. Hometown so hero. I don't mean this it's disrespectfully. me and Bon Jovi. <laughs> well, you famously insulted Chris Christie, too, when he tried to play your radio show. <laughs> Chris Christie tried to play your radio show at his campaign events, and you were like, "No, thank you." He, yeah, he. I would not give him that broke his heart clearance <laughs> to play comedy from the radio show. <gasps> Look who just walked in! Oh my goodness! As I live and wow. breathe, at T 
Tim Heidecker. At t- whoa. Sorry, we got some slap back. Yeah. You're going to have to ride that slap back. <laughs> wow. How are you? Hi. Good to see you, I think Tim. I can't tell you. Where are these I got one can on, one can off. It's wild. That's how I do it. It's like I'm recording style. instant karma. That's got right. that kind of... Doom. Doom. He did the piano, too. He did it all. <laughs> oh, Tim. What, what did I miss? Here, that's for you. <laughs> it's a $50 bill? Show, yes. Thanks I can park here show. twice? Yeah. Ulysses Grant. <laughs> Wait, how much did it cost you to park? $26, ladies and gentlemen. No, 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 no. I was not expecting anything. There was. Hold on. They just added a few tolls. What you're missing here is that they're pushing money back and forth between each other. It's like. I've never. It's like watching. It's watching two men fight over a graduation dinner. Bill. I'll get the you get the I'll get the tip. Oh, you're being too. No, much. this is this is way too much. I and I got the lobster. <laughs> wow, I've never done your show in all the years face to face. Face to face. Always been I think calling we're going to lose something in that. Experience. No, we're going to gain something. So, right. James, what was that first celebrity impression? Sorry, never got disrupt there. the flow. Uh, I mean, I do cartoons and stuff. I did Vincent Price because I liked his uh, commercials. Mm-hmm. He, I remember he had the mildew commercial, uh, Tylex brand tile cleaners. When I was in elementary <laughs> school, it kills mildew dead. Uh huh. And I was like, that's okay. I want to be him. What's the first impression this where you're just man. like, I'm literally the only one on earth doing this impression? Um, I. I, I don't know, Jesse Ventura, I don't know, but I lost that one. I think other people do it now. Do people do your impression? Do they do your impression of those people? I don't know. I don't care. I don't, yeah. Why do I, why am I jumping in? Because you're a <laughs> guest on the show, that's why. I know, but. You're, why, are, why are you jumping in, Tim? <laughs> well, you and I did a, remember we did a tour together? Yeah, we did a tour. We did a we comedy bang bang tour. It's very strange that yeah. I, that that happened. We did that. Spent yeah, we were, uh, we, we, we were like, um, it was like Crosby's and Stills. Yeah. <laughs> Crosby's and Stills. Crosby's and Stills. Yes. Graham Nash has kind of talks like this, doesn't he? Graham Nash speaks a little like this. Yeah, that's here. good. That's really good. He's got that pinched quality. Yeah. I was, um, working with Stephen and David, you know, in the, <laughs> In the um, Everyone Topanga Canyon. Knows them as Stills and Crosby. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only person in the world that Stills. doesn't use them. I don't last call name. them. I don't call them by the last name. They're, they're <laughs> friends of mine. I was in the Hollies, of course. He called in. Uh, David Crosby called I, the show. Once. That's a coup. Because on the the producers on this show, it's a look. <clears throat> I issued an edict at one point where I'm like, look, you guys, start getting some people to call in. Yeah, and. <laughs> <laughs> On the whole, it's a three-way tie for last with these guys. They yeah. couldn't try less hard to make that happen. Mike, is Mike there? Mike? Mike? He's lost interest. <laughs> no, he's here. It sounds like you're... That's not... Mike, get on. The medium on. who's summoning a spirit. Yeah. <laughs> is Mike, Mike I feel the presence of... What's happening? Mike. Yeah. Mike? Yeah, I'm here. Who did you get to call in that time? He got some guy from Twin Peaks. To oh yeah, call the, in. the drunk Kyle uh, McLaughlin. No, the, no. the drunk. Uh, yeah, he got I, a guy who was called the what was it? Yeah, he was the called his character's name was the drunk. Yeah, he, he his uh, during the during the the third season. Not a guy that does a lot of press for yeah. Twin Peaks. <laughs> he, he was, so Mike I tried to get Kyle to but the point uh, where he called in. Kyle was too busy repro- promote, and, promoting his wine. 
Who was? Kyle. Kyle McLaughlin. Yeah, he's got a, he's yeah. got, he's got a wine. All right, Mike. And, and, I'm looking right, at, this is not translating. I'm looking at getting, getting my own how, wine, too. <laughs> how are the headshots selling, Mike? Uh, they're, they're, they're okay. Modest. Because Mike sells Modi- these headshots. <laughs> it's the sales. most uh, unbelievable thing I've ever seen. Over at apmike.bandcamp.com. He puts any pile of trash up there and the <laughs> listeners buy it. He has he sells headshots. Other people's headshots? No, just of himself. <laughs> oh. I'm thinking of branching out. Signed. Nice. Uh-huh. Ten bucks a pop mm-hmm. on these things. That's I mean, if you're gonna buy it, that's a good price. Uh-huh. He was selling them signed with a gold pen for twenty. <laughs> and people bought them. <laughs> yeah. How many people bought the gold uh, one? Mike? I, I, I have to talk to my marketing team, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't well, keep stop. I don't no, know. there's not. It's him. It's it's him on an orange crate. <laughs> Mike, have you gotten any of those headshots up in like laundromats or pizza pizzerias or anything like that? You know, no, Chinese I, restaurants. I, I've heard from people in Brooklyn though that uh, they can't. You know, they they go to people's apartments. They're all over Brooklyn, and I have sent quite a few to Brooklyn. From Brooklyn. It's one of my hot spots. <laughs> oh, I got my AP Mike headshot. Oh. No, he hey, um, oh. came into my apartment. There it was, right there in the opening uh, hallway. <laughs> yeah. Bing. Yeah. Bang, right there. Well, those new condos. Yeah, I just went over to apmike.bandcamp.com, typed it in. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. He sent me a headshot. We're up playing stickball in the front yard there. Uh, Bing. I like to get no, one. So, and then he's got this new thing. What? The turkey's nest. I'd like to get get one up there. At the turkey's nest. Oh, which is, Williamsburg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great Green barn. Yeah. Great yeah. barn. Bro. <laughs> Great place to hang out. <laughs> it's across from what park is it across from? McCarran Park. 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 Yeah. Which is the site of Tom's. Mi- uh, which I I said somewhere between Williamsburg and Greenpoint. Somewhere. Yeah, it's a fun park. <laughs> When you get stopped between Williamsburg and Greenpoint. Yeah, uh, sing it, but put kickball into it. Kickball. kickball. <laughs> Adult kickball leagues. In McCarran Park. First of all, I want to say this. When you kickball. Are you guys committing to the full recline of this chair? or you're I kind of am. I kind of lean. I see you are. I lean into it, but I'm leaning not into it. It's the opposite. of I'm leaning into not leaning into it. So... Mike has these, he has this new thing called the book club where what he does is you send him $10 and you tell him what type of book you like. And then he roots through just the piles of books he's got in his place. He sends you one. He goes to Art Garfunkel's house. Because <laughs> Art's Art got all the books. He catalogs everything he's read. Like he's, he like, does. It's, his website has it. It's uh, demented. Listen. He's demented. Art Garfunkel? Yeah. If you go to his website, he's got every book he's read like by year. Yeah. So he's got like, you know, 1993. Great I read, uh, yeah. the Thornbirds. <laughs> Thornbirds. Yeah, by Stephen uh-huh. King. Pascal's Pensies. Yeah. What? No, it's a great All right, Mike, enough. Shut, great, shut, Mike's, <laughs> shut Mike up. Just throw him out. Did you guys order pizza over there? We did. You did. Was I it good? It's out there. I, uh, Pat said it's a primo pie. With a lot of, okay. he said, really great toppings. Are you oh, able to take calls on this uh, yeah. this new format? Are we? Watch just, this. Okay, I'm just curious. <laughs> Give me a call, please. Line one, you're on. 
Hey. Hey, who's this? Uh, this is Mike from Virginia. Mike from Virginia. Where in Virginia are you from? Of the Virginia, um, Michaels. Where are you from in Virginia, Mike? Uh, Richmond. Richmond. What's going on in Richmond tonight? Uh, not a whole bunch, Tom. It's good to talk to you. Great to talk to you, Mike. What, why, why, what made you call? Um, well, I, I, I heard James, and I just wanted to say, you know, hey to James. Uh, it's great to... Uh, I, I heard you on uh, Howard Stern, and uh, you said one thing about the one-payer Netflix, and I haven't been able to stop thinking about it since. So I just wanted. Oh, to Bernie say, Sanders' hey, proposal: a Bernie one single-payer yeah. Netflix account for the entire country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, that was fun. It, you got it, to go it, on it, Howard I Stern. Think, yeah, that, we did that as a joke in 2016, and I think some. Oh, Andrew Yang. Stumbled onto the same joke a couple months ago. Stumbled upon it. Oh, mm. what if <laughs> these presidential candidates are stealing material? <laughs> What's that like to go on Howard Stern? Um, kind of like this. It's a lot like this, actually. Similar but vibe. It's a lot like this. With more air conditioning. <laughs> they um, have the latency problems in the slapback and the uh, headphones. It, because <laughs> you don't know right now we hear ourselves echoing back pretty clearly and sounds like a preset on a yola tango record uh that they're working on sounds like a preset May your sister be forced to share a bunk bed with Yola Tango. Well, what was he? Was he nice? Did he introduce himself? And were you in character the whole time, like a method actor? Uh, like no, 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 no. I, they, they, there's like a whole. It's like meeting the Wizard of Oz. There's like yeah. people uh-huh. at Whisking different doors and gates that are like. You're like Howard, you're like Howard is ready to see you now. Uh huh. And you kind of get. Shuttled over. You're to moved him. from room to room mm-hmm. on a horse of a different color. Stress sounds stressful. Um, but then he's very nice. But I, I did not know this. Apparently, you're not supposed to shake his hand. I just like bounded right up and was like, mm. "Hi, Howard. Nice to meet you." And that was like something that was not supposed to be done. Oh, good for you. Good but for you. They didn't tell you explicitly not to do that, right? Afterwards, oh. everyone was like, "Oh, you weren't supposed to." I can't afford uh, wet wipes. After Purell. a handshake, Purell. How how word. powerful do you have a to word. be? You may do a lot of fun celebrity impressions, but I do Purell. <laughs> I'm the Purell cool. guy. Wow. wow, that's Purell. <laughs> that's good. That's Howard. Robin. <laughs> Robin, are you purifying with your Purell or you use something else? What would it sound like if Bernie Sanders was debating with a bottle of Purell? <laughs> Please indulge Look, me. Look, for far too long, antibacterial items from these large corporations like Purell have rendered some of the germs bacteria resistant. I'm, I've lost it already. <laughs> Suddenly I'm Donald Duck. It kills 99.9% of the germs. Oh, we should good. be killing the top that's 1% nice. of these bacteria. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention. Let me mention this benefit show that our friend Jason Walliner is doing. 
right? Yeah, I'm doing it too. Let's save. It's called Let's Save the Future. Is a show here in Los Angeles, Lipstick City, everyone's favorite city, Showbiz USA, as they call it out here. You guys call it Lipstick City, right? Oh yeah, out here. You call I got that from Jim Rome. Sonsville. Jim Rome was just like, yeah, here in L.A., Lipstick City. Be I was LC. Like, That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. I, yeah, was he? Did he spend the entire time in Century City? <laughs> Century City, I, arguably, you could call Lipstick City, but yeah. then it's already Century City. Century City. It's. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> that, Century City. You, Century City. You're gonna you're gonna do some of that bad stuff down in Century City. <laughs> so anyway, there's this thing called Let's Save the Future that our friend Jason Let's Wallner Save the Future is putting together. It's a benefit to help Action Civics California. Now look, listen to this bill. This is like a who's who. Might as well list who's not on this bill. That would be quicker, I think. James Adomian. <laughs> Not invited. <laughs> Not asked to be part of the show. Who else is not asked to be part of the show? Jeff Garland. <laughs> not asked to be on the bill, apparently. Now here this is who's Why, there. I never I never heard about the show. When was I nobody told me the show was him? I wanted to be on the show on a charity. Why can't I be on the show? Larry. June 20th. You didn't have to do the Larry. No, but I like to imagine that he's always grasping from Larry whether he's there. Larry! Larry, come on! That's, uh, because I liked, uh, what's his face on the show was like, Larry! Marty Funkhauser. Uh, Larry, what's your problem? Why are you always driving me crazy? Larry! I mean, come on, Larry. Larry. The Larry. Uh, the one, <laughs> the he funny. died. He died, right? Uh, yes, he the did. The brother of Albert Brooks. The uh, brother of Albert Brooks. Uh, 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 Super Eisenstein. Dave Osborne also. Eisenstein. Einstein. He, Bob, Einstein. Bob, Bob Einstein. Bob Einstein. Very funny guy. So here's the, who, he is not going to be on this bill also. Um, for temp, I guess what the. Pete Holmes. Pete Holmes, not, not on asked. the show. Not asked. Let's. Ah! <laughs> Listen to this. I can play this Pete Holmes laughing thing, which is maybe my favorite sound clip <laughs> I've ever had in my life. But here's on this bill. Sarah Silverman is on it. You don't have a Sarah Silverman in your back pocket? You Tig Nataro. Tim Heidecker from Us. <laughs> Us star, Tim Heidecker. <laughs> Langston Kerman. Huh? Chelsea Peretti. Who's Langston Kerman? He's funny. Well, you're going to find out backstage. Okay. Huh? Paul Shear. right now. Stand-up heavy hitters. Paul Shear. Kiri Johnson. Huh? Joe Mandy. Nick Thorburn from Islands. <laughs> Nick Thorburn! And your host, Nick <laughs> Thornburn. Musical guest, Nick Thornburn and Islands. Featuring Langston Kerman. <laughs> I, I, 
I've done that bit all like for years, and it always makes me laugh too. And then Pardo, any name. We did a, a, an episode of the radio show. It was called Night of a Thousand Pardos, where just listeners <laughs> called up, and it's just like read your dream version yeah. of 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 an SNL hosting and right. musical guest. And somebody called with the the funniest thing I've maybe ever heard in my life was musical guest. Anthony Kiedis and the E Street Band. <laughs> and then you're just like, what uh, happened to where he's timeline. Like, is Bruce Springsteen dead? Did the boss die? And now Anthony Kiedis Ooh. took over the band? One of the great singers, Anthony Kiedis. He really One is. One of the great singers. <laughs> I like, I like how it just cuts off. Yeah. One of the great singers. Who else? He, he did a thing on SNL when when Red Hot Chili Peppers played on SNL. There was a thing where the one guitarist was like about to quit the band. John Fusante. Yes, and he was like, "Yeah, I was going to quit the band, so I decided to play the thing in a different arranged, like a different key thing, no. and it to mess with them. And if you watch him do like Under the Bridge, like he he can't sing his own song. Well, that's it. what they say about him, that it takes lots of uh, doctoring in the studio to, yeah. get, to get a vocal. You know who it doesn't take doctoring for is Tim Heidecker. Tim a new album out. Heidecker. What's this new album? Well, let me just say this first of all. Let's Save the Future. Yeah. It's June gonna... 20th at the theater at the Ace Hotel. I wasn't available anyway. No, let I know you, you, were you were busy. James was busy. Let me Don't tell you hurt. something. I will be playing a couple of songs with a very special, super secret guest. I will be inviting that person on stage with me for two songs. And let me just tell you, folks, it's going to send shockwaves through the independent music community. Attention, pitchfork. <laughs> you better send a stringer out. Is it David Crosby? I wish. Let me ask you about that though. What's your that experience with David Crosby on the yeah. call. It was a pl- it was a positive one for you? It was. Let me just say go to www.letssavethefuture.com. It was a positive one cuz Jason uh uh producer uh Jason Gore, aka Dudio, um he was browbeating him on Twitter because he's very active on Twitter. He is. And he's very funny on Twitter yeah, in a very old grouchy grump. way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. People would be like, hey, do you like – like the Doors thing was maybe the funniest thing ever where he's just like – They never swing. They yeah. never swung. It's like Jim Morrison was a clown. Yeah. <laughs> just like – he's like, they sucked. Yeah. <laughs> um, So Jason got him to call in and he called in and suddenly he was on the line. It's like – and I'm, I didn't know what to say to him. It was just – so I was like – Were you – are you – would you – are you a fan? Look, I love the birds. Yeah. You're not a CSN. Miles yes. You're not a CSN nut. No, I'm not. I don't like them. Okay. I like his one solo album. If only yeah. I could remember my name. Yeah. It's a very sad album. But when he called in, I was like, I just want to say to you, the one of my favorite songs ever is this song by the birds, Everybody's Been Burned. And mm. he was like, oh, you're one of those. 60s guys who likes my stuff from so as soon as he was saying that i went to davidcrosby.com and i was like no 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 that's not true i like your new album and i read it off the screen i actually stars i actually <laughs> like he has a new Man. album that i actually really like no people have said that the stuff i just his didn't know it stuff, yeah but people people have legitimately said they like his stuff yeah i just had to say i like the thing because he 
He's on the line. Because he was on the line. I didn't want him. And the documentary about him looks good. Do you think he's ever shaved the mustache or is it just an old growth forest? Do do you guys know about the the Wilford Brimley jazz album from a few years ago? No. Tom, I'm going to turn you on to something great. Wilford Brimley? He put out a jazz album in 2015, and I think you should play it. (laughs) Get your butt out of the dugout and start playing baseball. It's not... The most surprising thing you'll ever hear. <laughs> that was, it's like you hear the name Wilford Brimley and then you'd have a really good Wilford Brimley impression. Well, what's, what's the darn, what's the damn problem for? <laughs> you got a problem with it, I'll blackmail you with some photos. He's still alive. There's some kinky first stuff of all. in there. He's still out there. He's on Twitter. Wilford Brimley, really? Jeff yeah. Hamilton trio. Yeah. You don't have that one? No, I'm looking at it here on title. <laughs> it's on title. I can't keep up with the damn chord changes. Let's slow it down a little bit. God damn it. That's from this 2015. Is... I, I, this is not him at all. He comes in and goes, well, Grimly. Skip up. It's not far off from what you're doing. I wish you bluebirds. <laughs> Please, how do I turn this? How do you turn this off? Oh, yeah. It, can it still up from that auxiliary? I wish you love. Thank you. I wish you love. And if you like lemonade, cool you in some leafy glaze. I wish you health. It looks sounds like he's having I wish you love. My breaking heart, and I agree that you and I could fine. never be. Something for him to do. Yeah. Something for him to do. Let's see what song. I just want to hear one more. I want to hear him do Ain't She Sweet. Ain't She Sweet. I'll tell you, sweet. She's. Quaker Oats. That's what's sweet. A little sugar in there. The National Rifle Association stands for America. Jazz guys are just mamping. You want to just do standard jazz here? Standard jazz. Come in anytime you want, Wilford. <laughs> they're just like, they're, they're, they're waiting. Anytime now. Ain't she sweet? Okay. See her walking down oh, the street. Uh, well, I ask you very confidentially. Ain't she sweet? Sounds like he's got a little shat mouth in there. Yeah. <laughs> That was the number where he takes his clothes off. <laughs> That's the, yeah, for his little burlesque I can't get the damn overall strap off the shoulder. He's got the pasties on. Ah, but they're Quaker Oats. Mm. Someone, <laughs> did you see that thing when people pointed out that, like, when Tom Cruise did the sixth Mission Impossible movie, he was mm-hmm. the same age as Wilford Brimley when he did Cocoon? Right. Jesus. Like that, isn't that the weirdest thing you've ever heard? Well, it's also weird that, that, uh, Brimley's still alive and kicking and, and like, you just think he's been like 75 since the 80s. And did Wilfred Brimley have a young phase? Of, like, Tom Cruise yeah, got famous did, young and What's hot. like the first appearance there... of Brimley in a, in a movie or something? Like, do we have young Brimley on film? Are you sweet artist creep dancing with you? <laughs> Yeah, like you imagine him going into like audition for a thing, and they're like, "Come back in forty five years." 
You don't have it yet, guy. Kid, looking at your face, you got you got to be old. Let's see what his first acting job was. Wilfred Brimley. Uh, you know what you could do is go to IMDb. What's I'm that? <laughs> if you're at, at IMDb.com is the website no, 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 where you I'll can go, find information. I'm going to guess that he was on the Jack Benny show, the radio show. You think? I don't no, think it's here, him, but I want to believe here's a, It's a really it's funny late. one. I bet it's late. My guess is – Throw the guess? year out. What year do you think it I'm is? I'm guessing it's like uh, – It's a small small, small part. I'm saying it's like uh, 60, 68. Oh, what year are I'm going to say a little earlier. His He's in a Doris Day movie in 1962 <laughs> <laughs> as a guy that's like, I'll take your bags, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> that young – Old man just took my bags up <laughs> to the to the penthouse. Uh-huh. Benjamin Button's over there. Well, Tim Heidecker, at Tim Heidecker. You don't have to do that. Appreciate it. New album is called what now? It's your close. It's what the broken hearted do. What the broken hearted do. And dot dot dot. And it's put out by uh, Jack Jaguar. Jag Jaguar. Jag Jaguar. Very successful label. Yeah, good respectable label. Home of. Uh, that I'm not so sure of. Uh, Bon Iver. Bon Iver. And, uh, Sharon Van Etten. Sharon Van Etten. And I think Angel Olsen, Angel Olsen is on the label. And Jaguar. A number of artists. 1969. Hey! Alright! He was in True Grit. True okay. Grit. He well, was in cool. the original. Yes. Uncredited. Minor <laughs> that role. doesn't count. Then he appeared in I he was in the China Syndrome. Dirt. The first thing he was credited with was he played a blacksmith on an episode of Kung Fu. What huh? might that sound like, James? <laughs> I'll tell you. You want to grab that thing out of the out of his hand, you got to be faster than a grasshopper. You're going to need help, and I'm going to have to beat it out of some iron. <laughs> I actually memorized all the Kung Fu scripts, so I could. Probably call it up. Okay, give me a minute. minute. Let's hear that. <laughs> oh, uh, he did ten I'm episodes. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Joking? Wait, that's a just joke. Clowning around? Yeah. Okay. I didn't memorize all the kung fu scripts. Come on. They all end. I can't tell anymore. I know. <laughs> it's all bits. Ten episodes. Yeah, there should be like a bit-free zone sometimes, yeah. shouldn't there? Let's get real. Like, let's not do bits tonight. No. Like uh, when they have a free speech zone next to a political convention. Bit-free zone. Bit-free zone in a comedy-heavy environment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bit for, this is a bit-free zone. Taped but, off on the floor. His big breakout was in the China Syndrome. C- confirm. I would say cinematically, yes. But he made his mark on ten episodes of The Waltons. Really? Yes. It's where, those damn Waltons next door. Where he played... A peeper. Ooh. It was ten episodes of a peeper? Yes. There no, was he ten- did not play a peeper. <laughs> Peeper's back. <laughs> Where's my step stool? <laughs> um he played Horace Brimley. That's his character. <laughs> That's like like they didn't they just like, what's your name? And he was going by A. Wilfred Brimley at that point. A. Wilfred Brimley. Hey, Wilfred Brimley. <laughs> he walks into Mel's. No, not, not Mel's. Arnold's. Al's or Arnold's. Or Arnold's. Depending on what era the, of the show yeah. you're in. I don't remember any happy days. <laughs> there was that point or, in or, happy days where Fonzie was just suddenly like, 
this guy's not even remotely cool. <laughs> like when you're a kid, you're just like, oh, he's the coolest guy ever. And then suddenly it's like, he's like, you're like five he's... foot four and he's like 38 years old <laughs> hanging out at the malt shop yeah. still. Hanging out at some house with these teenagers. Yeah, living, he's trapped. <laughs> living above the garage of like the kid who he acted, always would act cooler than. <laughs> just suddenly like, hey, uh, Mr. C, uh, Mrs. C, can I rent that, uh, Above your garage, I think you've got an A-frame garage. Is there room for a bed up there? Yeah. Remember he, when they dis- – I'm so sorry. Jim. Well, I was just going to say he wasn't free to like change his look like a real cool guy would. Yeah. A real cool guy yeah. would be like, hey, I have a shoulder pad dress jacket that I roll the sleeves up on yeah. now. That's my next look. Hey, I've got an earring yeah, now. I'm, I'm, I'm moving forward. Yeah, here. moving forward. Yeah. He was stuck in it's like 1966, and he's still wearing a leather, <laughs> still dressed like a hoodlum. And then he would always be just like, "I'm gonna go hang out with the Denunzio triplets." It's like, well, that's disgusting. Right. Like triplets, like they're hey. those are three sisters. You creep. And then they gave him like magic qualities at some point, right? Where he can do things. They thought Mark for Mark. Well, but he could like touch things and things would happen. Yes, he, he had could a magic like, touch. Yeah. Remember so, when he fought Mark for Mark? Uh I don't remember the fight. Was there a fight? It was a fight. It was a finger fight. They had like finger oh, powers. Because there was Mork had a fist and then his index finger and then Fonzie used his thumbs. Boy, they were having fun in the writer's room that season. <laughs> yeah, that was just letting loose. Funny thing, it was the Mid to late seventies when they wrote that. Weird, huh? Like what, what could possibly have been kind of laying all over the place in the writer's room in <laughs> Los Angeles? Was Mork and Mindy at a set spaceman? In the fifties, like Happy Days? No. So, who, did someone time well, it's travel? Like Captain or Marvel. It's like Captain Marvel. got really old? Like they Captain reset the, they just, reset the universe. Oh, okay. Mork ages differently than the rest of, uh, humans. He's not a human, James. So it's like Santa Claus. There's always, there's Another always guy a mark. playing the role. Yeah. Mind. Mind. <laughs> you probably could do a good Robin. Oh, fuck. Oh, I don't curse, right? You can curse. You, no, no, don't. Just I thought there was a thing. Oh, there is. Oh, but you can't do Robin without dropping the F. I got a big burn on Robin once, you know? Did I ever tell you this story? You got one over on him? I got one pretty good. I worked with him before he died, and this is not a bit. This is a bit free. So you zone. worked with him before he died. Did I say after he died? No, I just want to make sure it was before. <laughs> just, just for the, because it would be a very different story. Oh, big time. Oh, oh, Suddenly. big time. Hey, here, mm. <laughs> oh, well, oh, well, so, fast, fast. Oh, yeah, big time. Oh, half an A. So. I worked with him shortly before he di- shortly before he died. Okay. One of his last movies I was in with him was called oh. RV. It was, it was a bad movie and a bad title of a movie. It was called Merry Friggin Christmas. It's a Christmas movie, Joel okay. McHale, mm-hmm. uh Candace Bergen, mm-hmm. and Robin. And uh this is a small burn, but I feel con- feel good about it. it was it was very nice and we got along very well. But we were talking about Popeye, one of my favorite movies as a kid, Popeye. Yes, Popeye. And um, I go, I was talking about Robert Evans because Robert Evans produced that movie, the le- legendary producer. Legendary producer, Robert. Uh, there Evans. he goes. I set, teed you up for that one. <laughs> and he said, uh, "I go, is I just I didn't know." I said, "Is is is he still alive?" And Robin goes, "Oh, big time." And I go, "Well, not big time. I wouldn't." 
I wouldn't think that, Ro- <laughs> that Robert Evans would be described as big time being alive. He's probably very almost he's on his way out. You know, uh-huh. big time is not how you describe yeah. the life of Robert Evans right now. An 84 year old yeah. guy who <laughs> abused himself in every possible oh, way. Oh, big time. Oh, but he laughed. Right? Oh, oh, one, two, three, four. <laughs> when he would always do that, like Captain, I couldn't. What would we do? Like who micro impressions. Yeah, yeah. They were like Captain. I can't do it. Hey, uh, <laughs> <laughs> suddenly. <ooh. laughs> you get real excited when other people are doing the bits too. Now, when you hear a micro impression, as somebody who can just lock in on a character, James, you hear these people do it. You're just like. You say to yourself, oh, they're only doing that because they can only say it in one. They only got a few words in that voice. It's pure condescension and competition. That's you got to flip between the two. That's what fuels any great art, I think. Mm-hmm. Can I condescension or competition? Can I give you a challenge? Oh, I think boy. there's a guy that I don't think anyone can do. It's because he's got such a weirdly specific, boring mm-hmm. voice. Mm-hmm. Wolf Blitzer. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. Um, uh, it would be like, uh, okay, this is great. What's he talking about? The election or something? Uh, the incoming, uh, incoming, uh, w- the war with Iran coming the up. The news out of the Straits of Hormuz here in the Situation Room. I'm Wolf Blitzer. There's a the the beard is actually softening the sound in the room. Yeah, I mean it's hard, isn't it? Oh, I think no, I think you think that's an impression that it. shook the industry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it can be done. I got Great one name. for you. I met Wolf Blitzer once, uh, backstage at Craig Ferguson. Uh-huh. And, uh, he was one of these guys that had an impressive handshake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he sees me and he looks me up and down and he goes, Wolf Blitzer, and like shot a hand at me as hard as possible. And oh, it was wow. like a, it was like a, Wolf Blitzer. His hand punches your hand as he shakes wow. it kind of handshake. But he didn't crush your fingers, which is. No, the- but it was like the way, uh, Orchestra conductor like proudly shakes hands with the uh, sure. first violin or whatever, but he was just there to do it. Worst handshake in show business, Tim Heidegger. Emo Phillips. It? Emo Phillips. <laughs> uh, unquestionable. Just a dr- very saggy, oh, wet, uh, wet limp. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, wet, we, we, oh, we love. <laughs> we always love seeing you. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. James Adomian, worst handshake in the biz, as far as you're concerned. Worst handshake in the biz. Who's giving you a handshake where you're like, come on? Uh, you think about it. I'll say mine. Okay. And it's going to be a shocker. Michael Shannon. Ooh. I met him at a thing, and he read. He's like, "Hey, you're the rock, rock rule rock." Like, you're the guy not. from the uh, Yankees commercial. <laughs> no, he didn't know me from the Yankees commercial. <laughs> hey, you're the guy who's 27 <laughs> seconds in on the 90 second Yankees commercial that only ran during the All Star weekend. <laughs> no, he he was just like, "You do rock rock rule." That's thing. nice. It was nice, but he reached his hand out, and it was like this. Mm. And it was I just like, like he's the Queen of England. Like it, it just sunk into my palm of my hand. Like it was like it was like he had like a dead hand Ooh. or something. He's Herbie didn't like that one at all. Kind of research for a movie he's doing or something. Yeah. I guess the worst handshake to me is Howard Stern. I was going to say that's the because one that caused he, so, so much trouble. He repulsed. <laughs> Thank you. Because he literally <laughs> did not want to do last it. time. <laughs> last time on this current episode. <laughs> The wow. Master of the you callback. You weren't right for the hand, huh? 
That's disgusting. You do good mic work, though. <laughs> Let's see if we can hear this. Can we hear this? Is this is this down? Oh no, I know what it is. Never mind. Here we go. Watch this. It's <laughs> <laughs> a super cut. <laughs> 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 I'm no! I'm not face. I'm just going to let it out. I love his laugh. Do you We're hate his laugh, We're getting a children's too? book from him in the future, aren't we? A Pete Holmes children's book? Yeah. When you open his page, laugh. Well, there's a lot I'm of, the greatest! There's a lot of dirty blue stuff in the book, you know, but kids love that kind of stuff. So we talk about m- masturbating and uh, <laughs> warts. Someone called the show and said, a listener said that if they were following the logic of crashing, that he was acting out parts of his life, that they wanted the show to keep going just because they wanted the show to get a, so far ahead of his life that he in real life would have to do things he, that were written for him on the show to keep the show accurate. Does that make sense? I missed it in the in the um I missed the uh back to the future logic. The it. show was moving so fast. In three seasons they started with him like starting Struggling. it off with comedy. Got it. And now where, he's getting by big. the end of the third one he was kinda getting somewhere. So by that logic, if he did three more seasons, <laughs> he would have been ahead of where he actually was when he was filming the it. show. Yeah. So <laughs> he would have to do things. He would in his walk real away life. from the show crashing because he didn't want to do it anymore on the next season of Crash. Or he would just say, it's like, well, they wrote, uh, for me, my character, uh, does well, coke host now. The t- host so I guess tonight, I have to do uh, coke in real life. Or host the Tonight Show or something. Like becomes the host of the Tonight Show. That kind of thing. Career stuff or personal Good stuff. or bad. It would have been yeah. exciting to see, but we'll never have the chance now. Never say never. They brought that Deadwood back. So you just think they could wrap crashing up with we'll a, do movie? a movie? Yeah. <laughs> a crashing movie. Oh, fingers. It could crossed. be better than that Deadwood movie. Maron. Was that not good? I thought it was, I thought it stunk. They didn't wow. curse enough for you. Because <laughs> you know the thing is, they curse on that show so much. It's so fun to hear them curse on TV. Not everybody's a clean entertainer like you. Yeah, it's guys like me and Gaffigan. Gaffigan and I don't like those words. <laughs> yeah, what's the whispering? Where's the? Why is he saying that? Is he saying? <laughs> I just want to eat a marshmallow. <laughs> Blowhole? I don't call it a blowhole. <laughs> That's pretty good. Nice guy. Very nice guy. He's a nice guy. Good guy. Good guy. GG. You ever Does he have expression? an album called uh, Laughing Again with Jim Gaffigan? It could be a cool movie. Laugh for Again him to with do. Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> Laugh Again. Laugh Again with Jim Gaffigan. Gaffigan. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. With this guy. What if he was doing his concert and it was all these fans had no shirts on <laughs> and everyone had a letter on them and it every spelled out laugh again <laughs> with Jim Gaff. What do you think he would do if they stood up five minutes in as he's talking about <laughs> he's doing his thing saying like, why, why is it working this well? Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> Why is he saying these things? They shouldn't have painted that. <laughs> Sometimes he says things from the point of view that 
the people there are fans of him at this point. He's selling out as thousands. He's seats. doing the voice as yeah. if. As does if he still, I don't know if he does the voice so is much. He's disgusted anymore. by him. It's like, no, this show is sold out. Madison Square Garden, yeah, sold out show. Why, why is he talking? <laughs> you, you bought a ticket. <laughs> you yeah, bought a was, ticket from a scalper yeah, outside. Yeah. He was doing the voice of the audience that wasn't clicking with his material. Why did I buy a sixty dollar ticket? <laughs> what if he did this part? What if he did a new bit that was like, I just ate so much before the show. I love food so much, and he throws up on stage. That's how much. That's how much he ate. <laughs> finally happening <laughs> I had 12 donuts backstage why did he do that why did he eat so many donuts no. why did he eat all those hot Is there a- <laughs> I just kept eating <laughs> all those hot pockets yeah how do you how do you get out of Carnegie Hall <laughs> I can't believe he threw up on Carnegie Hall stage that is a good question. How do you get out of Carnegie Hall? <laughs> Practice. <laughs> forget. You got to forget. Unlearn some things. One of the best things I ever saw was going to Carnegie Hall. Mark Marin at Carnegie Hall, and he was. Yeah, man. He was, was he bombing? <laughs> no, that would be funny to see. Stool? Was he on a stool? Yeah, on a stool. He did have a stool. He did have a stool. That's all right. You just do your. We're in LA, baby. We don't know. We don't know any other way. No, look, this is LA podcast. I don't know what I was thinking. Bringing my. If I don't see a clear channel logo, yeah, uh, I I don't know to keep my mouth shut. If you're not sitting across from Frosty or Heidi (laughs) or Frank, you don't know what to do. And the buttons that are glowing and and flickering. There could be any – I always imagine the FCC is on one of those buttons. So you're at Carnegie Hall. At Carnegie Hall. Yeah, man. And he was doing the show, and then he started just talking to his mother, Whoa. who was like sitting one row in front of me. He was just was talking. It was one of the most amazing things. Wow. He was so off book, just talking to his mother – Giving her some sold out Carnegie Hall. Giving she her come to see him. Yeah. Was it like a positive – conversation or was it kind of he it was, was like a soul soul ooh, clearing thing wow. but funny but very funny but totally off the top of his head is this wow. good enough i'm here now that kind of thing what <laughs> carnegie hall is not the not that many seats a lot of people think it's a big deal to play right it's it's only a couple thou <laughs> only a couple <laughs> thou <laughs> sorry i forgot who i was talking to here Whoops, a major status move by Tim Heidecker. I mean, it Carnegie sounds Hall, big. small venue. What's the biggest crowd you've been in front of, Tim? Mm. Um, Central Park, sold out. We did. Concert. I did Central Park with Art. Art <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Art. That was Paul yeah. Simon that did that. Uh, I don't know. Five, maybe, maybe three, three to five thousand. Mm-hmm. Can't remember. We did Town Hall in New York. That was exciting. That was exciting. I was nights. there. A couple nights. Of three nights that. at Town Hall. I know. I saw one of the three. Why did you see three? Because I was, Why would you want to see that twice? You wouldn't let me in for the other two. <laughs> was it going to be a hog? You let me in for one night. You were nice enough to put me on the guest list and I got a nice seat. I could be, oh, hey, can I come back again? <laughs> While you cut it again? I don't want to, I don't know anybody. Uh, who am I going to put on the guest list? Woody say, Allen? Say, mister. <laughs> that was the night where you were hanging out with the dudes from Chapo. Chapo. Trap House. Yeah. You must be pals Tim with Heidecker them, right? Tim could go on Chapo. 
I I did. I've gone on it a few times. Go on, Chapo. You done it. You're a big. Yeah, you're a big. You're almost like a member of that troop. Are they a troop? They're they a, a they're politi- a collective. Yeah. They're a, a podcast. Collective, I like to see what they do with the money they make with all their socialism. I think they're they, giving it all away, boys. Limousine liberals. <laughs> Right. If you thought the liberty liberals were bad, <laughs> you do that. Uh, there's a new, there's a new, there's these SUV socialists. <laughs> Listen, James, I know uh, we're like socialists and collective, and we we all share everything. But we heard you doing Gorka on another show, and we feel like that's kind of ours. Are um, you, I'm, I'm them talking to you challenged. about like they, they, they have ownership over your Gorka impression. There, there were tense negotiations. Yeah. I had to get Sebastian Gorka involved. I was just telling you. Now, that's a politic man, right? Yes. (laughs) Because, again, I'm not up on that stuff. That's right. When you – when Heidecker weighs in on politics, Mm -hmm. that means that the guys in Albany have really screwed up. Okay. That's the final word. The fat cats in Sacramento have really made a hash of things. When When my new radio show is the final word. When Sharpling gets involved. When Tim – well, Tim's a political guy. I'm on on the pulse. Are you going to throw your hat in the ring? <laughs> twenty twenty, everybody else is doing it. I might as well. I got no, I got no uh, stains on my past except all the videos of me rolling around in diarrhea, <laughs> <laughs> half nude. I challenge you. I challenge you to dig up any dirt with me while you're giving this thirty speech. seconds. Boop, yeah. boop. While you're giving this speech, <laughs> diarrhea on the, on the bottom diarrhea. of the live stream. People are posting. Yeah. Somebody just throws a DVD of the billion-dollar movie on yep. stage. That's all we need. Candace, over. Ebert did not like billion-dollar movie. All right, movies. we're going back to that. That was a bad review. Was it his It was like his one of his last reviews. <laughs> you yeah. killed Roger Ebert. Yeah. He gave up on the movie. He like he. It's very. It's kind of a funny read. Because he just said, I, I give up. I don't know what to say anymore. Well, I, maybe just, he I'm saw over. this where he was like, this isn't a movie or something like I that. I don't know. I mean, he, he in the review, he also like criticized our character names, like of the people in the movie. Like, what about then like suggested other funny names that are sounded like funny names from like Marx Brothers movies? Like, yes, Juniper Soggy Bottom. Why couldn't they come up with a name like that? <laughs> you should have brought him in. I mean, I like the guy, but Doctor Hammerclaw. Yeah, yeah, that kind of shit stuff. Bing. Where's the penny? Where's the t- the, uh, the cursing the jar? Curse swear jar. jar. We don't have a swear jar here. Apologies. Well, I know your audience gets all uptight about that. <laughs> yeah, they're so freaked out right now. <laughs> hey, uh, Jason, are there any good calls? Yeah, let's go ahead. And Mike, any? Which one do you recommend? Line three. Line three. Line three. You're on. Line three, who's on? Who's on? Who do we got? This is uh, Adam in Kansas City. Hi, Adam. How are you? You're here with me and James Adomian and Tim Heidecker. What's up? This is a big thrill. Um, I was just oh, it calling, sounds like uh, it. <laughs> this is a big thrill. Uh, I was calling since you were on the road again this week. Uh, I know you're uh, a traveled individual. Are you familiar with the Marriott brand of hotels, Moxie? The Marriott brand of hotels? Yes. It's called the, the like a sub brand called the Moxie? Yeah. The Mo- I don't know the Moxie. Now, what's that? So it's 
It's the type of place that's got uh, like crying Jordan throw pillows in the lounge. It's it's pretty cool. So it's a uh, kind of place. Kind I've of never place. heard of that kind yeah. of place. It's a meme hotel. Yeah. Yes, uh, apparently, and uh, uh, I just came across it researching family trip that's coming up, and uh, and looking at the amenities. There's no pool, no work center, but there is a podcast booth. Cool, no office. Hey, so there's a neither direction. This sounds behavior. like a comedy routine. There's a podcast booth in the hotel, but no you pool. Can look, you can look up the Moxie Hotel in Chicago, and there is a okay. podcast. Moxie, M O X I. Yeah, uh, yeah, Moxie. We got a podcasting booth. See, yeah. yeah. So hold the pre-roll. I want to thank you for that great picture you posted of me. Uh, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I just saw it. It's that's Alec. This one, this one, Tom. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> no. Are these posted in real time? It's a good one. It's it's a keeper. That's a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Artie Lang in full in full recline. That is going to make me. I'm just dying. Like I'm one sorry, of the Roman Tom. emperors. Well, you're in, you no, look like no, you're having a good okay. time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Seize them and bring them to me. By all means, take pictures of me in profile, leaning back, sweaty, <laughs> with headphones on. It's my good side. Now you can, now you can sell headshots to compete with uh, Mike. Mike. Hey, Mike, you hear that? Tim knows who you are. Who's on? Is this caller still on with the Moxie thing? Good. Okay, who's next? Oh, I thought that was... Not yet, not yet on that. Oh. Uh, hold on, no, g- give me another one. Line four, you're on. Hey, how's it going, Tom? Hey, what's up? Not much. Uh, but I do have to say, uh, Tim's album, if he's, is he still there, right? Yeah, yes, he is. He can't leave. Ah, that is upsetting. Uh, his new album is like a total bop. It is the best. The bop. It's a bop. Do you know bops, Tom? A bop. Yeah. You say it's a bop. It's the best. It slaps. Yeah. It slaps. You liked it. Slaps hard. Are you saying you liked it or not? All right. I am saying I liked it, yes. Thank you. Hey, All give right. me line five. Give me line five. This is uh, so first, a good one. First, they can't tell when they're complimenting you, and the next and thing, they're burning flags. <laughs> line five? Line five. I, I call her on line five. I want I want you to not say who you are, but just see if people can guess who you are. Can we guess? Well, I, guess. I certainly hope that people would be able to discover who I would be just from the sound of my voice. Oh, it's Will Ferrell doing the. Wait a minute. Is this? Hold on. Is this? Is this somebody who is in a third thing? I I I was staying at the Westin because there was no happy. Hey folks, guess what? Andy, hey, it's me, Andy Kindler. I you thought I was? <laughs> well, hey, wait, why are you staying at the Westin? Were they all booked up at the Eastin? <laughs> Am I wrong? Richard, huh? Hey, hey, Richard, hey. Richard Pryor, what's next? Richard Previous. Unfortunately, hey, what a flow! What a flow! Andy Kimmler. Hi, Andy. How are you? 
It's been too long, Tom. I have a new cell phone number because I got semi docs. I know. I just got. You, wait, you got what? A new cell phone number because I was semi whatever they call that doxed or whatever the thing is. You, you were semi doxed. Yeah. Well, do you want me to read your really... new one out over the air? <laughs> no, I can. <laughs> My favorite thing that Andy does, he likes to tell this thing about Mash. Would you tell us about Mash, Andy? It's it's <laughs> unbelievable. You know, uh, Mash just came out on DVD recently. I don't know if you've been following the news. Just came out on DVD <laughs> and Blu-ray. Uh, also, you can watch. Is Mash that you updating the thing by saying Blu-ray? Yeah, Blu-ray, 4K. Has anyone seen that MASH is available in 4K? 4K? Is it K? Also, you can see it on Channel 5, 7, 9, 11, the MASH channel, the Radar <laughs> Network, HotLips.net. MASH channel. <laughs> FrankBurns.org. FrankBurns.org. <laughs> I like that you can go to Andy Kindler, like... Not to be like, hey, you got anything to plug? But it's like <laughs> something to tear down out there. Now, Andy, where is he cross town? Like, why is yeah, he Andy, here? why don't you come well, knock on the door? What could you possibly be doing? I didn't I invite him because, uh, well, I did invite him, but I guess he didn't get the memo. <laughs> <laughs> if he said anything to my old cell phone, I didn't get it. But I'm so sorry, Todd. I could not be there with you in person tonight. Unfortunately, I'm all the way in the valley. I'm cleaning out my Rolodex. I think I'm not funny anymore. Mm. James, when did I lose my sense of humor? About a year ago? (laughs) This is getting nasty. No, he's getting nasty to himself. (laughs) No, you just took a loan out on it. That's all. It's just highly leveraged. I'm taking self-deprecation to the next level. I don't even think I deserve to be alive. Thank you. No, that's that's not self-deprecating, Andy. That means you're oh. clinically oh. depressed. Andy, Andy in Sherman Oaks, you're over Tom Blykus. Hello. One Tom. Coming up after these you... messages, why you should push your girlfriend from a moving car? Do you care? <laughs> Do you care? I'm great. You're the bottom of the radio show. I like his wine. Is he still on? Yeah, is he still on the air? He's uh, demoted severely to like an obscure internet website show. Oh dear! Yeah, he does like a wine, wine show, show also now. Right. I was on his wine show many years ago. I'm sad to say. <laughs> you were on the wine show, the W H I N E wine show. Right. I but treat he... a of easy wine like they're a woman on a day badly. It... Now, Andy. It's too bad that he's. People don't remember him that much. Sad. Yes. Really? really? Now, Andy, when when is this horse racing movie you filmed coming out? Uh, I don't know. I don't know yet. So that's why I haven't been talking about it. Hey, but Tom, I'm going to be in Calgary this weekend. Do you have listeners in Calgary? Yes. Where are you performing in Calgary? It's. Uh, I think it's called the Sled Island Festival. I, and it's. Uh, oh yeah, I've done that the... festival before. Sled. Island? Sled. Oh, Sled Island. The Sled Island Festival. So you're going to be at the only festival where they paper the room. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the Four Wall Festival. 
<laughs> oh, I don't even know. You know, Tom, they don't know four. They don't know from four walling these guys. They're two biggest stars to know what we used to do in the old days. When the when we would take the door and the bar would take the drink. Okay. Andy, what's the what's the first joke you told that was funny? What's the first thing when you knew you were funny? Okay, well, actually, uh, was it, it that mash joke up. you just did? <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, it was in a car when I was in a car when I was a little boy, and I saw uh-huh. a sign that said "Put a tiger in your tank," and I thought it said "Pewter Tiger," and the family. Went nuts. The Kindler station wagon. It was a, it was a or a she, or or a Chevrolet a Chevrolet car of some kind. Uh, uh, but no, there wasn't that. We did have a station wagon. Or a Pontiac. I was in the back seat. Yeah. I'm sorry. So I Andy, the show down. I brought the entire show down. You guys were rocking hey, before I got. Andy, out. when you're up at the Sled uh, Island Festival, you know who's up there. Mm. You should give a shout to is uh, the kid from Different Strokes, uh, Coleman. So when you're up there, call call Gary, Calgary. Do you know that Tim Heidecker has never said anything to me that wasn't sarcastic? And I was actually (laughs) starting to jot it down. I'm jotting it down. Oh, Heidecker's got a friend up there. I was kidding. Andy. Not once have you ever said anything sincerely to me, including I enjoyed your show. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, well, I can only speak the truth. Oh, that's your curse. Yeah. <laughs> he's an Andy, he's a truth teller. I can only tell the truth, but never directly. I'm a big fan of yours, and uh, it's, I consider, you know, being in your presence an honor every time I get the opportunity. Well, yeah, that's a nice thing to hear, year. Andy, right? Tim is a very nice guy, but he's extremely nice. He's extremely talented, and I've always been intimidated because he's, uh, they have that, he's from the new humor. He's more alternative than me. Right. And so I'm always, I'm always intimidated around him and his partner, who's like nine feet tall. We, we considered beating, beating the crap out of you years ago. Like, we saw you at a club, like, let's take this guy once and for all down. I, I thought I was alternative. You, this, these, these guys are, they're like a free for all. Huh? <laughs> no rules. <laughs> now, Andy, who's getting your goat these days? Oh, we always yes. do this when we call the show. Who's getting your goat? Well, I'll tell you something. I was told by my wife and all of my friends that I'm not allowed to make fun of Jay Leno anymore because there's enough already. But I was watching, this is true, on Andy, a guest. A Jeff Not to Dunham make fun of Jay Leno. documentary. Jay, Jeff Dunham documentary on A and E, and who pops up? Jay Leno. Now, can anyone guess what the connection is between Jay Leno and Jeff Dunham? They drive cars Why together. Why are they friends? They buy crazy cars. Jeff Dunham has a Batmobile, and Jay Leno's with Jeff Dunham in the Batmobile. And Jeff Dunham says, "I don't. I bet you never. I always got the feeling he didn't like." my kind of comedy with the ventriloquist and things. And Jay Leno's like, no, 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 no. You know, I always, I just concentrate on the joke. That's all I care about. Is that he doesn't care if the joke is coming out of Mortimer Snurd. Or- <laughs> 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 
Mortimer's nerd. He respects the craft. Half of the special was about him trying to justify why Ahmed, the dead terrorist, isn't racist. But they never say that maybe it's racist because of the name Ahmed. It's not Tim McVeigh, the dead terrorist. So he spent half the time <laughs> trying to defend why that's a... He goes, everything's so politically incorrect these days. Like your buddy Bill Maher, huh? He hates that political correctness. Yeah, you guys are together on that. <laughs> It's always good to log on to the internet and just see what is she, what what are Bill Maher and Andy Kindler agreeing on today. <laughs> More like Bill Less. Now, Andy, what's I your- mean seriously, I think that Alexandria Ocasio Cortez has gone too far. Am I wrong? Am I looking to the left and the right compulsively because I imagine there's people that like my jokes better on either side of my shoulders than in front of me. Andy? Andy, are you gone? Oh, my God. Did Andy Kindler? I think you killed him with laughter. <laughs> Is there any water out there? I need oh, some Oh, there's water. one right here. Is that for, That's all for you. Andy? Arrowhead. Andy Kindler. Hey, what's wrong? Wait, what? Not enough Kindler in your diet? Out. Steel cut Kindler. Am I wrong? We lost him? Yeah, we lost him. He hung up. Okay. His minutes hey, ran out on his cell phone. Send a salami to your boy in the Andy Kindler. The jitterbug stopped working. Studio, any good calls? Oh, that's right. He has a new cell phone. God knows it. I don't know how to yep. get this, this jitterbug phone working. I don't know why I did. Line four. Hey. Hello? Line four, you're on. Hello, Tom. Hi, who's this? Oh, I know who this is. Is it is it true? It's very true. This is a guy from Huntsville, Alabama, right? Space Center. Huntsville. Well, we don't. <laughs> Jason like from Huntsville. Yeah, we don't say it like Huntsville. Well, I oh. do. <laughs> well, that's so what's up? What's up, Jason? How are you? This is one of my favorite people who's ever called. Here's well. some waters that can spill. That's very nice of you to say that, Tom. What's up? Well, uh, there's strange things happening in Alabama. We're trying to um, rival Florida, I think. In what way? There's a news story today published in more than one news source about a squirrel. That was yeah. an attack squirrel that was fed crystal meth. A squirrel in Alabama that was fed crystal meth? Yes, yes. That sounds like a dog bites man story. No, it's an absolute, yeah. Well, it's a squirrel bites meth story. Squirrel bites meth? <laughs> Hold the pre-roll. Yeah. You know, anybody hear about this uh, squirrel that... Uh, <laughs> I don't have an answering machine at home. I have a callback machine. <laughs> Find a way to tie that into to the Menendez brothers. Take enough of this squirrel story. Tell us more about the well, squirrel. So the squirrel, well, thankfully, well, here's the first, the first thing about the squirrel is I, I don't want to spread uh, misinformation. Okay. So apparently the fact that this squirrel was on meth was just the word of the the gentleman who was selling the meth, he had told people he had an attack squirrel that uh-huh. he had meth. That he, and the de- Go ahead. 
No, I'm listening to you. You go. The deputies found the squirrel. The Limestone County Sheriff's Department found the squirrel in the cage. And I saw a video of the squirrel, and it's really hard to tell if a squirrel's on meth or not. Because Was this Dale from Chip and Dale? I heard he was a hard time. <laughs> well, you know. Wow. That killed in Alabama. I got a scoff from Heidecker, but the stars fell over Alabama. Now, so the squirrel, you, how do you know, it's like, how do you, you don't know squirrels on, like, you don't have a control squirrel for that, right? You can't, you can't tell. All squirrels kind of look like they're on meth. But, and they also, the news story made a point to point out that there's no safe way to test a squirrel for meth. Which uh-huh. Because they all have rabies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you find a squirrel without meth, yeah. but it's also rabid, like all yeah, other squirrels. You just assume that every squirrel is rabid. Yeah, that's what I do. But at any rate, they let the squirrel go, which I think was a mistake because they should have used that squirrel to track down meth labs. That's you, actually a pretty good point. They could have followed the squirrel because he's now got like a hankering for, for Do you? Yeah, he's, he's got the taste. Do you do a lot of Monday morning quarterbacking about <laughs> squirrel enforcement? Animal control. I, do. I, I, I send a lot of emails to the police. I don't get a lot of them. I don't get a lot of responses. I do a lot of, uh, it's what y'all should have done. Now this guy for Emails people, in uh, Alabama only go one way, though. They do. They don't have it all they hooked do. up. Uh, they only you, go. You have to. Yeah. They they send a they send a, they send a boy to you with a with a missive, handwritten. That's how they get. That's email. I'm down be, there. I'm just trashing on Alabama that. during this whole call. I don't care. You've, just, yeah, well, that's, you. Yeah. Well, you know. Tim, that's bold. Good luck touring there. From, Fine. I'll take I'll, it from you, Tim Heidecker. You you've paid your dues. I understand. Thank you. Yeah. I was in. Bur- I played in Birmingham. Birmingham's a nice town. I live in Huntsville. And Huntsville mm-hmm. is an anomaly. It's not like the rest of Alabama. Birmingham. That's where all the scientists are quarantined. Absolutely. That's where they. That's where the. Uh, yeah. All the scientists. We have them. We have them in a, in a cage here, and we make them build rockets. But yeah, Birmingham's actually very Alabama, and I like Birmingham. I like Birmingham yeah. a lot. Were there a lot of Nazis in Huntsville after the war, Jason? There were a handful. There were more than your average. We we probably had an average uh, more than higher than average Nazi population because uh, they knew uh, they uh, knew yeah. uh, uh, how to build V two rockets. Yes. yes, the difference in whether you were a war criminal or not is do you know how to build a rocket? Yeah, because otherwise you're an aeronautics expert. Yes, if you know uh, how to build you know, a rocket you know, after Von World Braun War II. Werner von Braun. Yeah. 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 Werner von Braun. Braun. Free pass. We say Brett. Let him in. Brown. Dum, dum, da, ba, da, ba, da, ba. Let him in, <laughs> let him in, let him in. <laughs> we have a civic center named after Thunder Von Brown. Someone's ringing the bell. That was about, <laughs> and it's that was about the Nazis coming in. Operation so, Paperclip. Do me yeah. a favor. Open the door. <laughs> and let him in. Let him in. Right. Yeah, There's a cold war. Let him in. Yeah. <laughs> Chairman Khrushchev. <laughs> do, do, do. JFK. Do, 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 do. Leonid Brezhnev. Do, do, do. These are all communists you're listing. Though. I'm confused by the timeline here. Oh, it's got to be. Cold War. Jason. You want Werner yeah, von Brown? Anything else, Jason, from Huntsville? Well, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to jam the pops. So I will, I will call it an evening. 
And All I right. wish you, well, thank uh, you for uh, calling. It was sweet to talk to you. Y'all, I hope everything's good down there. Great story. Oh, yeah, they're good. It's good. Would you have preferred Bye-bye. Joseph Goebbels? There you go. Thank you. I don't know the uh, the two syllable guy. Ava Braun. Ava Braun. Da, 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 da. Heinrich Himmler. Heinrich Himmler. <laughs> uh, the there's others. The Desert Fox. <laughs> yeah. The Desert, Desert Fox. Hey, uh. Butter wouldn't melt. They put it in a pie. Well, you know, after the, uh, the whole war and everything, they have moved, uh, you know. Did the war happen at all? Well, you know. Gotta ask yourself if the war happened at all. <laughs> How well, bad would John Lennon have been on Twitter? Oh, I'm convinced he would be fully alt right, uh, like a Trump guy. That's my. Do you think pre- so? I think he would have been disillusioned by the left, you know. I don't, uh, they're, they're all worried about political they tried, correctness. We tried. We tried. Love didn't work. Love didn't work. <laughs> I like, you know, I like his Trump. Trump, Trump. <laughs> Trump is, you know, he's, he's real, finally a real politician. We're going to do a Trump in. Yeah, he's not trying to pull the wool over your eyes. Yoko and I are in bed <laughs> for Trump. <laughs> this is a message. <laughs> Vote for all, Trump. All the other guys fall in line, right? On October they've been on the 20th, road. <laughs> we will be registering <laughs> voters for Trump. You know, John told me about uh, Trump. You know, he says he's all right. So, yeah. And this is their third reunion tour they've been doing now. You know, we all went back to India to make sure it was okay and Modi was president. Yeah. So he was giving a real thumbs up yeah, for the far right. Yeah, you know, John sort of was the first one to sort of see Trump as kind of the next level, you know, <laughs> so speaking real. <laughs> I don't agree with everything he says, you know. Yes, you do, Paul. Picture this. <laughs> Beatles don't. Uh, John Lennon doesn't die in 1980, Bullet right? misses. Track out the 80s with this. Right. Hits Woody Allen. <laughs> Jesus, you know, I mean, you know, incidentally, I've been <laughs> shot. <you know? laughs> it could have been a moose. <laughs> a moose. He's trying to shoot a moose. So they don't break up, and they 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 get back together probably at Live, Live Aid. So eighty five Beatles get back together. Yeah, probably do a new album. Yeah, the traveling. There's a huge stampede. I think Live Aid would not have been able to withstand a Beatles reunion. Uh-huh. Massive stampede, 500 think, people died. Yeah, I mean, I think they maybe, 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 Everybody maybe, no. maybe uh, they underwhelm, please. maybe they underwhelm at Live, Live Aid. They <laughs> underwhelm at Live they Aid. They get blown off the stage by Because what didn't Led Zeppelin have a bad set at yes, Live Aid? They did with Phil Collins drumming <laughs> for them. Did not mesh well. Phil yeah. Collins was. Begging the stairway to heaven to get back together with him. So they have an underwhelming yeah, so. live aid, but they mm-hmm. say we've now our reputation's tarnished. We've got to go back in and make an album. Beatles, picture this. They, have to, they still have like 15 minutes because it's live. Everybody only had 15 or yeah. 20 minutes. What do they, what did they do? <laughs> they could be like, do Hey Jude. We do, well, do, uh, let it be. I don't think you could do Hey Jude in 15. I mean, that's Final already, song could have been Hey Jude. That's already seven minutes though. Do they do a truncated Hey Jude? Yeah. They do Martha, my dear. You got to do Martha, my oh, dear. Oh, they would do a medley, of course, because they're fanatical about mm-hmm. medley. 
Hey Jude, don't be a fool. Take a sad song. They're doing different songs during this. They're so rushed. They're just singing over each other. With Billy Preston, does he stay with them? Billy is now in the group. I think Billy Preston stay. He's the fifth member. When they were, when everybody's getting mad at Yoko, right? Why yeah. didn't they, and they, but they were like, why don't they just invite Billy Preston and Yoko to join the band? Make it a six piece. Just be like, man, come on in. Add Linda, Let seven in. piece. Yes, Linda was, I think, an, a sl- slightly underrated, uh, musician. I like her. I like Linda. I like the singing in those, that Ram, on that Ram album. Yeah. The duets. So then, nice blend. So they get back together. Right. Do they do a new album? Well, do we do, do, do we do we subscribe to the idea that a lot of the Beatles solo songs end up on this Beatles album? So do the Wings? Does the Wings album start erasing from top to bottom <laughs> as they perform at Live Aid? I, 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 that timeline is just gone. Well, I, well, if you're saying they did all those solo albums in the seventies, but now their eighties work right. has, oh, to they've be, has to constitute. A new Beatles album. Right. So if they were erasing from top to bottom, that was uh, just faulty manufacturing of the cover. Yes, that would You'd, be something. You do like a monkey, state. like that monkey's album, Pool It, which was a fun album. Yeah. <laughs> where they took the album, it was like, what if we take these these three dudes who are <laughs> not in their mid fifties, shove them in a swimming pool shirtless, uh-huh. and then we'll call <laughs> the album Pool It. Well, would Don Waz be involved in this Beatles eighties album? Not I would yet. probably say a Jeff Lynn might be involved in it. That early in the 80s, you think? Sure. Yeah, I guess Yeah, the Cloud Nine is Jeff Lynn, right? Yes. Here's the cover of Pool It by the Monkees. I just yeah. turned this around. I've right. seen it. but It's a sure. real treat. <laughs> Imagine this was your favorite band. Yeah. And then that's their album cover <laughs> with them just laying in a pool. Shot in Tarzana, like, probably, at somebody's pool. Get in the pool. Make not a lot of pool. not a lot of fun not a lot of memorable tracks on pool it no not a lot of monkeys esque sounding tracks no there was a came up a, a little light yeah <laughs> a little light monkeys came a little light was on that, that before their re that, that was after their chlorine there was that was after chlorine. their comeback right was it that after? was yes that was the end of the comeback right. that was the that go was, away was, <laughs> the go away that was the go back. They had that was then, this is now. Yes, that was. That's kind of like a sounds like a a monkey song. Yes, but that album had nothing on it, and the monkeys. Mickey Dolan snubbed um, me. You know that. I told you that. Mickey Dolan snubbed me. No, at a thing. I like walked up to him at a turned at, your back to him turned his back to you he was dressed head to toe in like white with a panama hat like he does a lot of times <laughs> blending in in disguise it was at a thing at the US open uh because I went because I worked on a TV show that got us it was the only perk we ever got was getting into the tennis match and there was like a the big party beforehand and there was Mickey Dolans was there and Tim Blake Nelson and that was the extent of the Celebrity, celebrity oh, list. Oh. So I saw him and he was by himself and I went over and I said, um, I was like, hey, uh, I, I just wanted to say hi and say I'm a huge fan and the movie Head is one of my favorite movies ever and he just uh, looked at me and went, meh. <laughs> 
and then kind of turned away. And then you probably had. Did you know that you have maybe knew some mutual people because he knows some people we know. Well, he said meh. meh. I kind of didn't continue the okay. conversation after he went. <laughs> I had a twenty. Meh. I had a, a twenty-minute phone call with Mick with Mick. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, at least twenty minutes uh, because he did a cameo on this. Uh, uh, Steve Brule's uh, special we did, and I had to I had to sell him on the idea of why we wanted him, and it was a long uh, laborious conversation about Man, where you're trying your to show. you're trying to avoid the thing which is like well we're you're you're we're asking you to do it because you're Mickey Dolans, right? We're making fun of you. We're not make yeah well a little you know there's a little bit of that sort of. Um, it's not just because we love your acting. It's because you're the, it's like a, it was a sitcom. It was like a parody of a sitcom. Right. And it you're, was like, oh, here's Mickey Dolan's from the monkeys. Your walk on is funny in and of itself. Yeah. Like, I don't want to do cameos. Like, it's not good for my reel, he said. And then you have to be like, baby, we get the best cinematographers. And he did it anyways, but. That was in the grocery store, right? Yeah. Bag yeah. boy. Yeah. Bag boy Mickey Dolan's. <laughs> Yeah, so look guys. This is a real treat. I got my dudes here. It's a pleasure. it's a pleasure. At Tim Heidecker. Yeah. But it's just Are you Tim shuffling Heidecker. Shuffling me out? <laughs> it's Tim Heidecker. At Tim Heidecker. Yeah. Huge social media presence. Tweets like crazy. Well, that's not what I want to be known for. <laughs> the Instagram is on fire. <laughs> LinkedIn, he's out I'm of control. On, I'm not on LinkedIn. Well, he's a he's a real bitch troll on LinkedIn. Really sassy. He's not under my own name. Really sassy on LinkedIn. He's got a new album out called What the Heck? heck? <laughs> the heck is going on? Oh, Sam Hill. What in the Sam Hill is going on here? No, this album is called. What is the? (laughs) I feel like David Crosby. The heart. Between. What what does the heart do? What does the heart do? No, the album is called. One morning we woke up and we knew you were gone. I like that Crosby, Stills, and Nash stuff. I like that sound. I like them. I like the Deja Vu album. Come on. It's good. We are stardust. We are stardust. We are golden. And we've got to get ourselves back to the garden. Do you have the rights? I do. Yes, keep going, keep going. We, Joni, I own the catalog. That was catalog. a Joni Mitchell song. That was a Joni Mitchell song. You know, we were in Laurel Canyon all those years. We were up in the canyon, and it was like you know, Joni Mitchell would live in one house, and you'd walk down the street, and you'd think it was I dated a, her for a while. I dated Joni and Mitchell. And we all dated each other. <laughs> and I don't speak with David anymore. You know, one time... With, with I, a terrible oh, rift. They don't like him anymore. You can't take it. It's, you can only be an asshole for so long, and then you have to cut him off. And then you really got to help out with some anal ink. If you're going to be an a-hole for that long, <laughs> your anal ink is going to enter the equation. If you're in Laurel Canyon, <laughs> right there above Crescent Heights, man. Take a call. No, no, I want this is better. 
I remember, I remember one time I woke up right there on Mulholland and I said, I don't know if I'm pulling on a harp or if, if so, or if I, I don't know if I'm sucking on a harp or if some guy, <laughs> okay. or if Art Garfunkel's sitting on me. The entire experience was luminous. Do, 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 Not sure what I'm staying here. This is My from the new Tim Yeah, you just picked a track at random. What the broken hearted do. Are you doing a This is all you This is me. No, no, no clowning. It sounds terrible in here. She don't pick up her phone like she used. Oh, but I see. There's a, there's a <laughs> little taste. There's a game in there. I'll give no. you a taste of it. But she the don't pick up her phone Well, I mean, like I'm, I'm performing. You're performing. It's not a gag, though. But you're wearing like you're not wearing like a costume when you. No, think. no. They're just songs I wrote. Mm-hmm. Put on. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. What? It's like it's like we backed. It's an ambush interview. We backed you into a corner. They're just songs. It's music, <laughs> hey, man. I just use my voice in the song. I'm. You know, if you could do it, you would. <laughs> <laughs> a John Lennon, Boy George S. You could do it. Interview. You would. So this album is a hit, and it's out now, and people can get it. All right, I'll get out of here. Jeez. No, no, I'm wrapping you. Look, what do you, you can stay here forever. I, I I'm care. happy forever to dog. be here. I'm trying to, forever, dog. I'm trying to wait till traffic uh, calms down out there. But c- keep talking. It's it's snarling. It's rough. So you you also can be seen at Let's <laughs> Save the Future on Thursday if you're in Los Angeles at the Ace Hotel, Ace, Ace Theater. The theater at the beautiful episode. theater, yes, very beautiful, and on this bill, historic. Sarah Silverman, Tig Notaro, Tim Heidecker, Langston Kerman, Chelsea Peretti, Paul Shear, Kerry Johnson, Joe Mandy, Nick Thorburn from Islands, and Nick more. Thorburn, and more, and more. Oh, that's what I'm delivering. I'm You're delivering more surprise. I think I know who it is. I bet you do. I think I know who it Don't is. Don't spoil it, Tom. It's going to be Pete Best, <laughs> the original Beatles uh, Ashes drummer. of Pete Best. He's passed, right? I think he's still alive. Oh, yeah. He's like, if there's one thing I'm going to make clear is that I'm not committing suicide. <laughs> I want to make everybody understand that. Pete Best is not going to kill himself, no matter how Every day I try, I tuck myself off the fucking ledge. There's not that many. It's been pointed out to me that it's the same ledge that the Beatles played that farewell concert. <laughs> Savile Row. And now the Underculture. That's the hit podcast. Not by a hit. Fifty Jay. listeners. A core. A core group of listeners. Oh, that's not true. A crack team of elite listeners. So it's like Seal Team Six, but with podcast listeners. Seal Team Three. Okay. The Underculture. <laughs> what is it about this underculture then? That was what was happening in the 60s in London. It was, you know, it was like <laughs> it was, the it was its own underculture. You never knew you'd uh, open a door. The, the banana, we used to go to the electric banana, didn't we? <laughs> the bananas and pajamas were big back then. They were always coming down the stairs. We saw on Jimi LSD. Hendrix at Wednesday at 3 o'clock in the afternoon play a show. <laughs> he, played, <laughs> he played the entire, uh, he played Rhapsody in Blue. 
You've never heard anything like it. You've never heard anything like it. <laughs> the whammy pezzle. The whammy, but whammy bar. Backracted shows in the bathtub. <laughs> I'm going to play this before I say goodbye to you guys. I'm going to let you hear a little bit of this Michael Caine stuff I've been pulling from his audio books. <laughs> um, over the years, his audio books on acting and my uh, life. Tell me what you think of this clip. Does he read his own audiobooks or oh, does he have like please. a voiceover artist? He reads them. The Lens Film Studio itself, I wanted to go for a pee and they directed me to the toilet. I could smell it 50 yards away and when I got there, I found the filthiest toilet I have ever seen in my life. I went outside and peed up against the soundstage wall, which I noticed several other men had done before me. So this is where my career had ended. I thought to myself, in the toilet, I'm done. Back then, Beverly Hills, which now features some of the world's most expensive and luxurious boutiques, was quite a sleepy place with just a few shops, including, bizarrely, a hardware store I don't on Beverly that. Drive. I once nipped in there for a ball of string, and there was Fred Astaire <laughs> looking for sandpaper. What? When I was lining up by the till, I found sandpaper. myself beside Danny Kay, who was buying a single light bulb. It was in that store that I had what still ranks as my most terrifying experience in America. I was browsing through the power tool display and I popped my head round a corner and there in the next aisle was Klaus Kinski buying an axe. <laughs> Never has a shop full of DIY aficionados cleared so quickly. He sounds like he's fading. <laughs> he's really catching his breath in there. There were many highlights. He was buying all kinds of hardware to continue torturing his poor little cartoon friends. Success or failure, we all need our own personal survival kit to see us through. First time anyone's ever For me, it's feeding the ducks with my three grandchildren, making chill out music compilations. I own hundreds of chill out CDs, and I've even made one of my own. Here's a good one. There were many highlights of that night, but I'll never forget rapping with iced tea. I actually surprised myself I wasn't bad. My name's Michael Caine. I like, <laughs> and I like to act. I was browsing through the power tools. I like to kill cops. And I, <laughs> I kill the bloody coppers because they're coppers to begin with. My name's Michael Caine, and I like to act. When you hear my raps, you'll think you're gone cracked. Thank God for dark brown trousers. The final blow came when we were shooting in the... What? We were staying in a beautiful hotel, Amal Villas, which boasts that you can see the Taj Mahal Taj, from every room. Taj Mahal. And I can vouch for this. Atlantic City. Although I would have preferred not to. I had obviously eaten something that disagreed with me, not I hasten to add from the hotel restaurant, <laughs> and found myself confined to the toilet one afternoon. Yeah. And yes... You could even see the Taj Mahal from there. <laughs> oh, my God. And then I realized I was bent forward down the toilet, and I'd imagined that the Taj Mahal <laughs> was what I had deposited into it. That's the life. My defecation looks like a timeless architectural memorial to love itself. At almost exactly the same time, a popular newspaper decided, I don't know why to publish a long piece of the 15 worst films I'd ever made. 
No need to look it up. I'll, I'll tell you what the article decided they were. The Swarm, The Hand, Water, Charles Beyond Moore. the Poseidon Adventure, A Shanty, Blue Ice, On Deadly Ground, Blame Rass. It on Rio, Jaws of Revenge, The Island, Jaws. The Last Witch Hunter, Bullseye, Cloud Mr. Boy. Destiny, Journey 2, the Mysterious Island, the curtain. Austin Powers in Goldmember, and Quicksand. Five o'clock. Austin Powers in Goldfinger? That's not something he needs to own. He's just. I was in a movie called Brick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. The show is. I'm going to wrap the show up now. James Adomian, you're so funny. This is the first time you've ever been in on the show. Never been in on the show. You yeah, called in show. once. I think I did. Thank you. Thank you for, you for that. A, this this so was. Great. This, yeah, no thanks. But that okay. for the for the, for the call phone call earlier, yes. nine years ago, yes, yes. I appreciate that. Great, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> no, it's, seriously, it's so much fun to finally do have you do the show. We Thank wrap. You. This is like a little Laurel Canyon thing here. Yeah, it's the LA magic, man. And you and I, first time in person. Yeah, kind of. I mean, we've spent a lot of social time together, yes, but not we've hung on out, the show. But, but this is the first time you've been in studio because usually it's you or it's you and Greg, right? And on the phone, or on, and it's on the phone. Now you have a book. What's the book? The book comes. Oh, the out On of, Cinema Reader. Yeah, if comes you're out fans a couple of On weeks. Cinema, it's a extensive uh, collection of. Uh, we didn't write it; somebody else wrote it. But it's a episode guide of the show. It's extremely detailed, very funny. If you like the show, um, and it's a it's a good Michael Caine would enjoy it while he's staring at the Taj Mahal, if you know what I mean. One of those kind of books. Yeah, and it's it's a hit. Drag City gets it. Drag City's putting it out. Drag City gets it. So guys, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom. I'm gonna do one call. Will you? Will you dump us like you dump the callers? No, you can leave oh, with okay. dignity. <laughs> I appreciate it. Make sure you have your fifty dollars that I gave you. Fifty me. bucks. And what's Real. your parking? Your parking. You were here. What's your parking situation, James? I took the train. Okay. So what's that? Two fifty. Two fifty. He's gonna do it. Dude. No, 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 no. It's not, a, it's not an earwolf. Flush with cash. Ah! It's not. We do it. We run it differently than earwolf. <laughs> That's the new future. They keep their guess money. Should be guess should be paid for. Guess should be paid for podcast. Okay. Thank you. I guess I'll see myself out. Um, yeah. Yep. I'll see you tomorrow. Or Thursday. Thursday. At yeah. Let's Backstage. save the future. Backstage. Do they have to unlock the door when we leave? I think so, probably. Hey, can I, uh, can you give me, uh, is there anybody on the phone? The line, uh, the hotline is not on, but other lines are. Okay, give me another one. Okay. Okay. I'll talk to you later. Line Thank three. You. You're on. Hey, guys. Hey, Tom. Hey, how are you? I'm, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. Who's this? Um, it's Mike from Virginia. You called earlier. I did, and I, there was a bunch of disruption um, I was actually trying to list you guys while calling, so I, I apologize. Well, that's all right. Don't worry. So, so what did you want to say? Um, in about 
you know, a, a week, I'm actually going out to visit my sister in California, and uh, you're out there now, so I, I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I uh, thought you you might give me some places to to check out. Yeah, check out uh, 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 or go to Paquito Moss and eat food there, and that's kind of it. You can hang up on this guy now. Go to another one. Who else? Who else we got? Line two, you're on. Hey, how's it going? Hey, who's this? This is Thomas from Houston. Thomas, what's going on in Houston tonight? Not much. How's L.A., Tom? It's pretty sweet. What's the topic this evening, sir? There's no topic. You just tell me what you want to tell me. Why'd you call? I'm a big fan, long-time listener. And uh, uh, my buddy Jealous, he turned me on to you way back when. I appreciate your buddy doing that. (laughs) He's a good guy. He's always looking out for me. You you would uh, would appreciate his uh, musical knowledge, I can just tell. Well, he sounds like a great guy. What's his name? You want to say hi to him? No, screw him. No, (laughs) his name is Danny. Danny. Okay, Danny, thank you for bringing this guy into my life. Uh, Don't say it just yet, Tom. (laughs) All right, you have a good night. You too. Congratulations. Bye. Anyone else, Jason? Yeah, we've got another call. Line, line? Line one, you're on. Uh, Hey, Tom, how are you? I'm good. Who's this? Uh, this is Christopher in Portland. I hope you can hear me okay. I'm sorry about my reception. No, that's all right. You sound good. Portland, which Portland? Uh, the good one on the West Coast in Oregon. I'm the same okay. time zone as you right now. Okay. What's going on? Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you for all the years of doing this for basically free. I have really bad depression, and thank you for no, cheering right. me up a bit here listening and painting and I just wanted to talk to you because I know you're a big music fan you play great records on your show uh, are there any bands that have come out in the last two or three years like really new bands that you're on top of that maybe I wouldn't know about I'd love to get some recommendations well let's see what I can tell you to listen to do you like music that makes that's nice and quiet sometimes I like all kinds of stuff. I do like when you play quiet stuff. Um, Silkworm and things like that are great. How about Mary? Do you know Mary Lattimore? Do you know who she is? No, I've never heard her before. Well, she's this harpist who's really good. You'd like her. Oh, cool. She's very talented. And she did an album uh, with our friend Mac McCon from Super Chunk that just came out. And she did one earlier in the year with Meg Baird called Ghost Forests. And she's got her own albums. It's all good. Well, thank you. Uh, is she anything like Helen Money? Do you know the lady that plays the cello, Helen Money? I don't know her. She's on Touch and Go, and she does stuff with Steve Albini. She's really good. Uh, you mentioned Super Chunk, and they're one of my favorite bands. They're actually how I found out about your show. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, all I've right. seen them live mm-hmm. a bunch of times. Yeah, thank you, Tom. Thank you for playing right. great records. Of course. Being- well, you have a great night. You as well, Tom. Thank you. Okay. All Who right. else have we got? Line five. Line five. Let's do line five. Line five, you're on. 
Hey, Tom, Lance here in uh, Newbridge Springs. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Good. Sounds like you're having a blast out there in Lipstick City, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, it's a good time. Yeah. You, uh, you scarfed some Grimace Proportions at the Keto Moss? <laughs> did, did I what? Did you scarf some Grimace Proportions? You remember that, don't you? Grimace Proportions. Yes. You mean like Grimace the purple, the purple uh, slob from the McDonald's commercials? I, I can't believe you don't. You know what movie is that from, right? Oh wait, no. This is from what is that? Is that an Encino Man? A, a, no, a great, a better film than that. A better film than in, a, a, wait, a better film than Encino Man? What? Yes, and I'll also say it's a better film than the film that it is the sequel to, to which it is the sequel. Oh, you're. Let me guess. It's a better film than the than it is the sequel. To. No, it's a it's a it's better, the sequel. It's a better film than the film for which it is the sequel. Well, you don't need to say it to me that way. You're sound. Well, I'm I'm very into literature. Okay, okay. Well, what is the film? Vacation Two. National Lampoon Vacation Two. Yes. Okay. And they said you're scarfing some grimace proportions. Remember how the kids are just brand new in that movie? Yeah, they swapped the kids out. They did. Red hair kid says it to some chick he's trying mm-hmm. to make time with. Yeah, he was good. Uh, Anthony Michael Hall. No, the kid after him. So the kid after him. Yeah, he was. He, he was, was very red. redheaded. I call him Red. You call him Red. I do. You know what Paquito Moss means, don't you? More. Paquito? No, it means Little Mouse. Little Mouse. I don't know if that's what it means. That's not a great name for a Mexican restaurant. Well, Little here's Mouse. The backstory. Here's the backstory. The very first tacos that came off the grill, or the griddle, is it a griddle or a grill? It's either. Apparently the very first one, just by chance, had a little mouse in it. In the grill. No, or in on the it. taco. And, 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 and uh, the the... The man served it to his first customer, and the customer was so cool. Here, here's what happened. He could have had that place shut down for, for life. Mm-hmm. He takes his little, his little taco. He opens it up. He sees the lettuce. He sees the cheese. He sees the meat, and he sees this little mouse. Mm-hmm. And he just he just flicks the mouse out of the taco and proceeds to eat the, and winked at the, at the, at the owner because the owner knew the mouse was in there, too. And they had this bond for life. The owner and the the taco eater and the mouse. And the mouse, yes. Well, that's kind of a the sweet mouse, story. The, and the mouse lived for like 50 years. I don't know if that's true. Sounds kind of plausible. No, Okay, I don't know how long mice live. I, I don't think they live 50 years, though. Well, we could wager on that and talk about it all night, but I have a question for you. What's that? Is it hot out there? Is it hot out there? Yes, it's been very hot on occasion. Yeah, it's uh, some some very hot days. I, I see. Very weird weather back here in Newbridge. Um, there was a giant hailstorm last night. I don't, I don't know if you heard about that. The hail was huge. It, it, uh, some of it was the size of golf balls. The, the size of golf balls? 
that that is pretty big for hail. Oh, Tom, I didn't I didn't say golf balls. I said, um, well, well, you've you've heard what they say about Dolph Lundgren's downstairs stuff, right? I have no I have no idea what they say about Dolph Lundgren's downstairs stuff, and I really don't want to know what they say okay. about it either. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Katie, <laughs> Katie, I'm on the phone. Well, of course Pippin went on the carpet. You didn't walk him today, did you? No, of course you didn't. Why? I was, I was. You were watching the Avengers with your buddies, Skylar and Jaden, were you? Yeah, I know. I know. No, you can't hide it from me. I didn't have one. And look, hey. I, got, I, got, I, I got big news for you, okay? You're 12, all right? And it, it, it's time you learn something. These, these superheroes that you worship. Look, their, their lives might look super cool, you know, like the, the ultimate life. But behind the scenes, believe you me, these guys and these chicks, they're in absolute emotional and psychic turmoil. It's true. It's true. You, you think the Hulk is just kicking back when he gets home after doing his superhero stuff? He's, he's dealing with all the little hulks and all the crap they've gotten into while he's gone. And there's no way those kids aren't wreaking havoc at, at school. If they even go, I doubt they even go. And I know for a fact that Hulk barely gets by financially because he's always accidentally breaking stuff. Like, you know, he's, he's, he's crushing things. Other people's cars, other people's hands, toilets, you name it. And that, that all adds up. So you think hey. your heroes have, have it made, but they they really don't. And you can bet your tail that Mrs. Hulk, she's fed up with having to keep buying him new shirts and pants. Yeah, I'm sure it's like, oh, great. You, you ripped the new clothes I got you at Target. Thanks. Hey. And I'll tell you, th- there's no way any of these cats, Thor, Black Widow, Captain America, Scarlet Witch, there's no way these guys are, are keeping regular hours like you and I do. You save an entire city from nuclear devastation. You're going to go back home and watch TV? Uh, I, I don't think so. You're on this massive high, and you're going to want to rage until at least dawn, right? And that's, that's why all these cats are on Adderall. I'm serious. Quicksilver, I, I heard he crushes that stuff and he snorts it, just like Orange Goblin. I know there's not an orange goblin superhero. I was making a Trump joke, you nitwonk. Where was I last night? Uh, a, I pay the bills in this house, so that's none of your business, okay? Uh, but B, if you have to know, I went to see that new flick late night at the New Bridge Cinema Brew House. Hey, hey Tom, have, have you seen this movie? What's that? Late have night. Have you seen this movie? Late night, yeah. I think it just came no, out. No, I, I haven't. It's kind of fun. It, it's about it's about um, this late night talk show, and it's been on the skids for like ten years or so. And mm-hmm. it was pretty good. It, it was hard for me to get past the drums not being mic'd, but I still liked it. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, so the mics the thing. mics on on the stage were not exactly. I mean, and the drums were not mic'd. Yeah, and they're all crowded together a little bit too much. Like, you can tell that it's a set. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? Like they're, they're squished together in a way that like the Roots and, and the AG band, they're a great band, uh, aren't. I, I never noticed stuff like that. That seems yeah, like a pretty, uh, that seems like a fringy thing that only, only a few people would zero in on. Hey, they call me the nitpicker. Uh-huh. Is that what they call you? Yeah. Lance? They call it, yeah. Guys in my car club. You know what that's from, don't you? No, I don't. Guys in my car club call me the cruiser. I don't know what that's from. They should call you the dork. Come on. You're in the, if you're in showbiz and you don't know this stuff? I don't know. I'm not good with movie quotes. All right. How about this? I figured I would, uh, I'd enlist before I, I got drafted. Son, there ain't no draft no more. And the greatest line in the history of film, of course, follows that. Which is what? There was one. There was a draft? Wait, what line it's is that? Stripes! It's stripes! Stri- okay. You know, oh, well, I'm you sorry I didn't memorize that. stripes. You would have gotten it if I said, oh my God, I wish I was a loofah. <laughs> I would not have gotten it. I. Oh my goodness. Well, let's let's get back to late night. Yeah, this movie you saw. They did this thing that I don't think I've ever seen in a movie or a TV show ever. Th- there's this whole stand-up comedy thread that runs through it. Mm-hmm. Has that been done before? The idea of focusing in on stand-up comedy as a plot line? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know if I've ever seen that before in anything. Seems super new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I, What's I, I've, I've never seen, because it just seems like such a fringy kind of thing to focus on. Yeah, yeah, I agree. What's that, Caden? Oh, Caden wants to know if you saw the Scorsese-Dylan uh, documentary. He he liked it a lot. He did? I've heard a lot of people liked it. I have not had a chance to see it. I thought it was really good, and then I found out that, that several parts of it are fiction, which of I the documentary? Annoyed. Exactly, yes, yeah. And there's a, there are reasons why it, it, it's fiction, but I, I was annoyed by it. And until I, I, I watched it for like the third time, and there's this one little scene. This is not giving anything away, but, but the, uh, the guy that was the promo- promoter of the tour, he's, he's in it. And it shows this page from Variety Magazine where it announces what he's doing. And in his credits, one of his credits is J&H Productions. And that's, um, what is that? That's like, a, why do I know that name? So you're also in comedy. Mm-hmm. And that that's not coming right back to you. J&H oh, that's the, it's a prank phone call thing or something, right? Yes, yes. That's right. The great, the greatest shows ever being get given. That's the one that was the yeah. I know that one. That, that's it. Anyway, Caden K- loves all that prank phone call stuff. Jerky Boys, J and H Productions, Longmont Potion Castle. He even loves the stuff you and your and your buddy do. Uh huh. Oh, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Although, although he he thinks it's um. Hey, Caden, what did you what did you say? <laughs> Oh, uh, second tier at best. Oh, that's that's what he said about us. He did. Like every, everyone's a critic, right? Yeah, that's the truth. Yeah. Everybody's got an yeah. opinion. 
I know. You know. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I mean, well, it's nice that he at least knows us, right? It's true. Yeah, it's true. It's true. You know, I mean, you're you're in good company. I I guess. Kagan, no. Stop it. Hey, what 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 is going on over there, Lance? He, well, Caden's being a, a a total butt to Pippin. Stop it. Well, what is he doing to Pippin? Like, was he teasing him or hi- hiding his ball? No, he's he's wrapping himself around him. Will you stop it? He's wrapping himself around the. What do you mean, Caden's hugging the dog? I don't. I don't understand why you wouldn't want your son to just hug the dog. That just, that seems like a nice thing. My, my son. What What are you talking about? Caden is my pet snake. Wait. What? Who? What is your pet snake? Caden. Caden is your pet snake. Yeah. yeah. The who you've been yelling at this whole time. You've been yelling at a Caden. snake. Yeah. Like, what, what, what kind of snake are you talking about? Um, a, a python. Why? I mean, oh, well, that's uh, those are pretty dangerous snakes, right? Like, how how big is the snake? Twelve feet. Tw- twelve feet. Yeah. Oh, so when you said Caden was twelve, that's what you meant? Yeah. Not that he's a twelve-year-old. Look, I, I mean, I, I have no idea how, how old he is. He won't, he won't tell me. You know, he, they, they do serve him at Los Amigos, so he must be at least twenty-one, right? They, they serve. Okay, but just let me get one thing. So Pippin, Caden is a snake, right? And Pippin is your dog. Not my dog. Caden's dog. Okay, this I this I don't understand. Your your so what you're saying is your pet snake has a pet d- dog. Well, you're making it sound weird now. Like I didn't think first before getting a sheep suit for my pet python. So you got a really small dog for a really big snake. Yeah, they're total uh-huh. pals. It's, What's that? Go, go. Okay, Pippin. Who are you yelling fine. at now? I'm yelling at Pippin to go, and Pippin is now safe in his bed, in his room. So everything's everything, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Uh huh. Now, where? Yeah. What about Caden? You know, I don't know where Caden is. He'll be he'll be he'll be fine. Hey, have you gotten tickets for this Nick Cave tour that's happening? It's like a Q and A thing. I've I've heard about it. What is it? It's him on the road or something doing like like piano stuff. Yeah, I th- I think a portion of it is him at at the piano and the, and then uh, oh. Mm, that, something, <clears throat> um yeah, but part of it is him at at the piano and and then uh he, he takes a bunch of questions, I guess. So it's it's uh like a whole night and and it, it sounds like it's it's going <clears throat> Oh no! What what's uh, well, what is going on over there? Well, I I, I found Caden, or uh-huh. he found me. Okay. Um, Tom, you know what? How pythons um, how they kill their 
their prey, right? What, like by swallowing them? No, they wrap themselves around. They kind of suffocate them. And oh, I've got okay. that kind of scenario going right now. Wait, you're being crushed by your snake? It's just a, it's just up to the size right now. I hope I get to ask a question because I would love to know, you know, you know, he started off kind of with Mick Harvey as, you know, kind of the go-to guy early on birthday party and then some, and then into the bed. And then he got, and then Blixa, Blixa was kind of the, the foil. And then, and, and then Mick kind of came back. And they had like the, you know, he played, a lot of people don't know this. He plays almost everything on straight to you. You know, it's, it's from Henry's dream. Which I think, are, like, are you okay? Like their biggest single. There was a kind of an old song that was it. But this was kind of a, uh, oh, it's like Jeff level now. It's kind of like the, his biggest hit. But then like Mick kind of phased out. And then now Warren Ellis, of course, is then. I'd love to know, like, what what are the shape of the songs that he and, like, Warren kind of work out and before it gets to the band, because now it's on Water's Edge. Oh, now it's, like, neck level. Anyway. Are you? Anyway. Hey, the snake is wrapped around your neck right now. Don't, you know, I don't know. Jason, any more calls? We have one call. One call, the final call. That's it. And final we wrap call. it up. Here Please it is. Please put them through. Line two, you're on. Hello? Is this not a good call, Jason? What's going on? Yeah, I don't think. Are you there? Yeah. Hey, what's up? Who's this? This is Austin from Arkansas. I want to talk about Van Morrison. Yeah, go ahead. What do you want to say about Van Morrison? Well, I wanted to ask Tom why he doesn't like Van Morrison. This is Tom right now. You can ask me anything. Oh, Tom? Yes. Oh, um, so what's your deal with Van Morrison? Like, uh, my friend Lee told me that you're not a fan. I'm kind of on a Van Morrison kick. And I was wondering... Good. What's your problem? What's my problem? Well, if if yeah. I don't like something as much as you do, that's not a problem. No, it's not a problem. Why don't you like it? I want to know. It I want doesn't to work. It doesn't hit me the way it hits you. What do you, I mean, beyond that? That's it. There's no beyond that. <laughs> what, what do I mean, you, you think? Is there some secret mystery you're going to unveil, uh, unveil here? Just specifics. You like Van Morrison more than I do. That's as far as it goes. I mean, do you like him at all? Do I what like him at all? Yeah. Yeah, of course I do. Well, I was hoping you would have a real issue with it. Well, 
I don't. I'm so sorry I don't have a problem with something. That would make it easier. Well, you have a good night. You and your pal go listen to Van Morrison together. <laughs> okay? Is he gone? He's gone. He's gone. Okay, well, let me say it. Everybody. Thank you, uh, Jason and then Pat and Mike. And thank you to my guests, uh, James Adomian and Tim Heidecker. Thank you to both of them for coming on the show. And, and of course, thank you to everybody at Forever Dog for allowing us to do the show from here. I appreciate it so much. We have Brett. Thank you, Brett. Thank you, Chelsea. And Alec. Thank you, Alec. I appreciate all of it. And. I say goodnight to you, and Jason, will you play something to say goodnight to? Oh, and also go to the show. The the Jason Walliner is doing the thing. If you're in Los Angeles, June 20th, Let's Save the Future. It's a good charity, a good benefit, so go to that if you can, and I will talk to you soon. And what are you going to play, Jason? I'm going to play a track from Tim's album. Oh, that's great. Please do. The album, once again, is called... I'm going to tell you in one second. It's called What the Broken Hearted Do, and it's out now. came out last week. It's got great reviews, and check it out. Bye, everybody.